Well, I remember people being originally pissed off that Ezra Miller got the role in the first place because everybody right. thought it should have gone to Grant Gustafson. I really like Ezra Miller. I like. Him I don't know actor. who Grant Gustafson is, but Grant like Gustafson him. plays <laughs> plays the Flash really? in the, the CW Flash. Oh. I saw one episode of that. Yeah, I have never seen a single episode of that. Yeah, I mean, that, that's why I only saw one of them. My I, wife watched it. I watched all of season one of Arrow and really. Yeah, that was a good. That was, was a cool. good show. That fun fact about Arrow, it actually spoiled Lost for me. Why? Because I watched all but the last episode of Lost and had no okay. clue how it ended, and mm-hmm. then literally like. In the first five minutes, they found Oliver Queen after he went missing on the shipwrecked island, and his friend is like, oh, real quick, st- stuff that you've missed on. Uh, lost? Turns out they were all dead. And I was like, oh, well. <laughs> well, they, they actually weren't all dead. Now I don't need to watch it. It's fine. You have to re Well, I've I, I seen it twice, and I loved it the second time. or The first time, I was really disappointed. Second time was much better. Are you a big uh, Lindelof fan? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Oh, okay. But, uh... But they're not all dead. They were dead for the last season, but they weren't dead the entire time they were on the island. It was the last season was the afterlife. Everything before that actually happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how did they all die? They all died at different times. They didn't even die at the same time. Oh, like one okay. person died of old age. One person like maybe killed himself. Well, but they I know, all met in the afterlife. I know the smoke monster dead. gets John, and that's what kills John Locke. And then for the rest of the show, John Locke is the smoke monster. Is, he is the smoke monster, yeah. Yep. And John Locke was my favorite character in that show. I've never. It's actually really poignant. If you watch it the second time through the, the season and you know what's happening, it's really sad. Like one person realizes they're dead, but nobody else does. And they're just trying to get everybody to come to heaven, like to go to the afterlife with hmm. them. It was kind of kind of sad, like because they weren't sad about it. They're just kind of like, we're happy. We're going to move on together. Hmm. Interesting. So, I've yep. never watched Lost. It's a great show, but it's not. But it's disappointing. It will like kill your soul. The last season. So they're all they're all dead. <laughs> I well no. at different times. Didn't you no. just? <laughs> they weren't because a lot of people think that they were dead the whole time they're on the island. They weren't. Everything that okay. happened in the show actually really happened in real life. No, not really. Oh. But uh, but the last season it showed what's going to happen when they eventually all die and they go to the ap- like purgatory. What would okay. happen? Yeah. It's it's That's a weird. little messed up. So the yeah. so the first how many seasons is it? Six. 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 So the first five seasons is on is them on an island. They're on an island and then well are you, are you ever gonna last, watch it? I haven't. I'm I It's on it's on Netflix. I'm probably not gonna watch it. Okay. Well, I was gonna say if they, he hasn't watched it. They're on the island and then some of them leave the island and they end up coming back. Like they you can't get away from the island basically. You don't have a choice. You always have to go back. You always got to oh, go back. So how are they alive? That doesn't make sense. How are they alive? They crashed. Yeah, they but crashed if you them. can't leave the island, then they they it, left the island and they of... went to the mainland, but they kept pulling them back. Like they they had an urgency to go back to the island because things were going wrong. But they isn't, isn't the whole to be, uh, isn't the whole point of the show that people are lost on an island? Yeah, they're lost and they're supposed to stay there. Their destiny is pretty much to stay there. But if they leave the island, like things start going really bad for them, and they have to go back. Like. Huh. They're basically huh. it's 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 almost the same concept of uh, an inmate gets out of prison, realizes life is like super Shawshank hard. Redemption, you know, and the guy ended up was hanging himself because Brooks. he didn't know Brooks. how to he didn't know how to function off of that. Out of Brooks that. was here, yeah. Oh, so they so they they choose to go back to the island. They do choose to go back to the island. I was gonna say, what kind of asshole leaves an island and then is just like, you guys are okay, you can stay here. <laughs> I won't come back and get you. Yeah, Brooks was here. Brooks was here. Wow. And a do frame. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, 
to Thoughts from the Basement Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Kiningham, and welcome, welcome to episode 17. And to my left, shoving his face full of mashed potatoes, it's the mashed, it's the mashed potato himself, the one and only. Wow. Alex Mark. There it's he coleslaw, is. man. It's not mashed potatoes. The Puma oh. Pounder. The Puma. <laughs> the Puma Some like cool cats and kittens. <laughs> I haven't never laughed so hard in my life as I did when, when you started the last <laughs> show like that. <laughs> hey, all you cool cats and kittens. I actually get that joke now. Oh, yeah. You it? Well, he we'll get to it. that when we're at the things that we've been up to. Oh, okay. Yeah, Spoiler alert. You watched it. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's but going yeah, on? It's you. It's Alex it's Mark. I'm here. I'm alive. And I'm, well, I'm not getting that uh, that thing. Did you? Were did you mark yourself safe on Facebook? Can you do that? I don't know. I was not just, yet. I was just making a dumb thing. I'm sure Facebook is already involved. In, I remember that yeah. was a thing. Are you safe? Is yeah. It, people, is, is it secret? Is it safe? <laughs> safe from what? What? What's going on? Nothing. Is there something oh, happening? I'll Nothing. tell you, Jared Leto. Here's what's going on. <laughs> Should I should I Guys, be in my house right now? I was on a nine day vision quest, and uh, <laughs> that's that blows my mind that there's no fucking way because coronavirus was legitimately a thing before he went into it. He he isn't paying attention. To yeah, that. either that or he's so fucking stoned out of his mind. I don't know. Jared Leto pisses me off, and that voice is the producer that'll uh, seduce her, and he's to my right tonight, and it is the one and only Phil. There hey, you go. Sitting in front of some cookies. Yeah. You guys can't see it, but there's there's a shitload of cookies. Like in front a of me. whole a like cookies. a whole dress shirt box. Yeah. Full of cookies. It is a shirt box, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Well, my wow. my my aunt sent me cookies in the mail because mm-hmm. uh, I guess she was bored during the virus, and so she was she really likes to bake, and she's very good at it, and so she sent me a box of cookies. Cool. Can she make me a meatloaf or something and mail it? <laughs> it's on the way. Is it <laughs> sweet? I'm down. Hopefully it's not delayed. <laughs> no, it won't be good for that long. In no. The mail. no. She's way. actually sending you not a meatloaf. She's sending you meatloaf, the man. Oh, oh sweet. Bad out of hell. Oh, yeah. man. I'd do anything for love. But I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not for COVID. You know. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. Well, this week on The Basement, we are going, going to be discussing... Our top five movies of the 70s, because there's nothing fucking happening, y'all. So 70s. We're going to titillate your ears with our top five picks from the 70s. Titillate. I like that word. Titillate? Ears? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's the word of the day, like in Sesame Street. I don't The like... word on the street. I've been watching so much Sesame Street, dude. Oh. All right, that's things you've been up to. Dude. Save it. <laughs> my... My... Daughter, let's just get into it right now. Yeah, my daughter is obsessed. Because last time I went first and stole all Alex's Street. stuff. <laughs> my daughter's obsessed with Sesame Street, as okay. we all are, and she just that's us. She loves it. You say Sesame Street around her, she just lights up, and and like, you know, I'm one of those you know parents that uh, I let my kid watch an hour tops of TV. You know, she's just. So so we don't we don't watch a lot of TV in the house for her, and so I'm like you can watch an episode of Sesame Street in the morning. I have my coffee, check my news, and and that's all you get. And I don't, I don't care. I know there's parents out there that are gonna listen to this and be like, ah, fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> you weirdo, hippie, weird, liberal weirdo. Well, <laughs> I just that's just that's just what I do, and so <laughs> she is obsessed. She loves it. Adores this show. What season is she on? 
Uh, well, it's on Hulu. Okay. And like seasons like 37 through 47 are on Hulu. Uh, those ones uh, aren't as good. It's like the, <laughs> you're cla- the classics guy. Yeah, I, I like the classic cookie monster <laughs> before he eats vegetables. He still eats cookies. Okay, good. Just not as much. Okay. He's he's cutting back a little bit. He's on the keto to diet. The keto monster. <laughs> the keto <laughs> monster. <laughs> Just running around eating bunless bacon <laughs> cheeseburgers. Oh my gosh. Um, Can't yeah, have so, gluten. <laughs> gluten. So I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of Sesame Street. But as far as what I've been up to, there is a new season of Dark Side of the Ring, which I've been watching. Oh, watch that. Okay. It's fantastic. And I'll get my little bit of wrestling that I've been watching it out right now. Yeah. Because uh, last weekend. Before I fall asleep. Last weekend was WrestleMania weekend, baby. WrestleMania weekend, folks. How did that turn out? It was awesome, actually. It were actually they allowed up, to touch each other? Uh, they, were allowed, they were allowed to wrestle, yeah. Okay. Um, the no, no people... Um, in the stands, it was an empty arena. They pre-taped the show, uh, two over it, put it over two nights. Very weird. Um, ended up being really cool, really interesting. Um, there are two wrestling companies that are on TV right now: WWE, which is like the big one, uh, and AEW All Elite Wrestling, which is a, a upstart company that started in the last year. Um, and both of them are putting on, you know, doing very doing very good things right now. WWE does a lot of bad things, but they're both trying to adapt to not having audiences. Um, WrestleMania was really interesting. Um, a couple of matches were pre-taped, and they were almost cinematic mm-hmm. in a way. There was a thing called a Boneyard match between The Undertaker and AJ Styles that was really cool. Um, and then there was a John Cena and The Fiend um, match that ended up being really cool. And so it was it was cool. It was interesting. It was weird. WrestleMania is the biggest thing of the year, and so it was very weird to see it. Nobody there. And it not, like, to see... Somebody like like Drew McIntyre, who won WWE champ- Championship for the first time in his career, to see him win and not have a crowd pop, not have a crowd reaction over that, because you know he's he's the babyface and he's the guy that you know people would go nuts in an arena if you want. So you you watched it, you're like, this is cool, but I really wish this would have been in front of a crowd just for their sake because they deserve to be in front of a crowd. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it must sound awkward with like no background noise. Everybody. It's weird. They do a lot of um there's a lot of mics on them now and so okay. like the the pressure growing. there's a lot more pressure on the, them as performers because the crowd's not covering up stuff that yeah. they're doing. So they're interacting more as far as like talking while they're while they're you know having their match. They have to I don't. I don't want to say go harder than usual, but they in a lot of ways they do because crowd noise, crowd pops, like that kind of stuff can cover up a lot of of you know mess ups in the ring. A lot, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so when, without it there, you you know it, it's it's a lot more. It's very difficult on them, um, the performers themselves. But it was really cool. Okay. Did they wear masks? Nice. Oh, like like Corona masks? Well, I don't know. No. Like, look like like Bane out there, or something. No. like Mexican no. wrestlers. No, no, that would have been cool. I believe the proper term is luchadors. But it would have been. But like, but like I said, the the saddest part was to see things like uh, like you know, like I said, like Drew McIntyre won his first title, Braun Strowman won his first title, um, world champ, world championship, and to see that happen in an empty arena and like them not get the really cool, you know. 40,000, you know, WrestleMania can have up the biggest WrestleMania at like 92,000 people mm-hmm. in a, in a stadium, uh, to not have that many, that reaction of that many people like screaming and being excited that you just won. Mm-hmm. That kind of sucks for them. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. you, you know, you just feel bad for him. But it was really cool. Um, very interesting. And there, anyway, oh, to stay on the lines of, of wrestling, I watched uh, the first episode of The Big Show Show on Netflix. <laughs> and there that was weird because <laughs> he's like 7-1 and his wife in the show is like, Five six? No, no. She, I don't even think she's at all. Oh Jesus! She's very. She's she's not. She's, she stands up. There's a scene in the first like two minutes of the show where where he like looks down at her and she like grabs a stool and like steps up on a on a stepping stool to like talk to him. And, and I'm then like, the laugh tra- and then the laugh track. Played. There is laugh track. Yeah, laugh. I hate laugh track. It's the thing. I freaking hate laugh track. Yeah, but it's fine. It's not a good show. If you're looking for a family show to watch, like yeah, something to watch with your kids, that was lo- the impression you know, that I got. If you're looking for like an old fashioned, you know, ABC Family type of uh, mm-hmm. like sitcom that is enjoyable for everybody, then watch that. If you're sitting down looking for something that you want that is good quality or that's funny or whatever, then this isn't. No, no, it's not for you. I only watched the first episode because I was curious. Then, as far as TV goes, I've been watching Gotham. Yeah, yeah. My brother, my brother really loves this show, um, and so he's been trying to get me into it. And so I decided that I was finally going to give it a go. And um, I think I'm like six episodes into it. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm enjoying. I'm what do enjoying... you? What do you think of some of the changes like they've made to like a uh, penguin? Penguin's like one of my favorite parts. Yeah, I, I right really, now. Yeah. I really enjoyed season one. Penguin. I really the first episode. I was like, I don't think I like him. And then more and more as it went on, I was like, okay. Like as it's going, I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. I kind of, I, I like. Um, I, I will say, I had to look up what they were going to do with Bullock. Oh, um, because after I watched the first episode, I was like, okay, I can get behind this show. But I have a weird thing where I really hate shows where everybody is against one person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so if Jim Gordon is the only good person in this entire show, and everybody else is a piece of trash, then I'm not going to be able to get behind this show. And because in the first season, they like they think the you know, the major crimes is after Gordon, his fiance has mm-hmm. secrets, everybody. And I'm like, I got to know if Bullock like if Bullock starts as a piece of shit and then changes. And I so I looked that up and, and he does. Bullock, uh, uh, yeah. Bullock was I th- one of my favorite characters by the end of the first season. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed I really am enjoying his. I, th- I feel like he's going to be a character that's going to have a really cool arc. Yeah, um, I th- I, he does. And, and yeah. I like the Batman references in it mm-hmm. i like the little things in it um i didn't realize that bruce wayne was such a big part yeah yeah he becomes a bigger part over the seasons yeah a little bit yeah mm-hmm. but i i like the um i like watching something where i'm like this is cool this is batman without yeah. batman i like seeing yeah and, and being a huge batman fan i like seeing things that i i know references to you know and stuff like that it's kind of cool i like I think, how they have a uh, edward nigma as the coroner yeah gcpd i thought that mm-hmm. was pretty cool too. i thought that was really cool and no sooner than they said his name i was like oh it's the riddler it's the riddler right yeah. there <laughs> yep. i think this show kind of overstays its welcome after a, a few seasons okay um it relies a little more on like just over the top stuff later on but i think it starts off very strong yeah. you have to let me know what you think as it goes on yeah it's i mean every season's 22 episodes so yeah. it's gonna be a show that Oh yeah, I'm gonna. It's gonna take me a while to get through. I'm watching it like my wife's not watching it. So okay, so it's just a me show. 
So it'll take me a while to get through it. Yeah. But I'm enjoying it. I like the um, every episode has a case sort yeah. of thing it's been going so, through right now for a little bit. Um, I think that's really interesting. Um, I think the cases have been interesting, like the yeah. selling of the kids. It's like the second episode. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a monster of the, the week, like an X-Files kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the guy, the one I, the recent one that stuck in my head was the guy that was like attaching people to balloons. And oh, yeah. <laughs> and that yeah, was, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. pretty cool. That was yeah. really interesting. Ridiculous, mm-hmm. but interesting. Yeah. yeah, um, I have a problem with like villain of the week shows, mm-hmm. unless it's like Law and Order, yeah. because like you know Law and Order is all about the villain of the week type of deal thing. But I just feel like I don't know for shows like Gotham and stuff like that, there shouldn't they should do more to try to make it to where like there's one big bad, yeah, every season and all the things that are leading you into that are are up are leading you towards the big bad um, yeah they eventually do is, isn't it i've noticed the problem like with that in anime as well it's why I qu- that's why i fell out of like a cowboy bebop because i got like 15 episodes into that show and i was like when the fuck is like the villain showing up and turns mm-hmm. out like he showed up like three episodes ago for one episode and yeah. then he disappeared again and then he's going to come back for the last four and then it's like what the fuck like I don't want to I don't want to watch that I wanted mm-hmm. I wanted to watch like these two battle it out the whole time type mm-hmm. of deal thing and I'm I'm kind of more forgiving uh, for on that um with with cop shows like like mm-hmm. Gotham to me it makes sense for Gotham yeah. because I'm like okay so the crime bosses are like the big bads in this season, I guess. Yeah, like, like the Falcones. Yeah, and, and Penguins build himself up, sure. Mm-hmm. But like that wouldn't, he's still a cop and he would still be solving other cases. Yeah, true. So yeah. like that kind of makes sense for me for that. Whereas in other shows, yeah, I'm like, okay, that's, there's no not an over, but I don't know. But I mean, we have, in life, you have tasks you do and then you're done and then you move on to the next thing. So in a way, sometimes it makes sense. It depends on how they use it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Gotham does a pretty good job with it. I think so. I, I know what the overarching story is going to be for this season. Yeah, and and they still weave that in, mm-hmm. um, even in episodes that aren't have nothing to do with it. Shit! I just meant to say something. Um, who is the actor that plays Carmine Falcone in that show? Because he's awesome. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I know who you're talking. I don't know. He the actor. he almost looks like he almost looks like a poor man's Gene Hackman. Mm. I'm looking it up. You two talk. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. I'll move on. I I have um, uh, that's the only TV I've been watching. Um, as far as oh, and I've been watching Parks and Rec because oh, I I go through it. John Doman plays oh. him in the show. Oh, okay, and I watch Parks and Rec all the fucking time. Man. I mean, I'm either watching Parks and Rec all the way through, or The Office all the way through, and when I stop one, I start the other. So uh, it's Parks and Rec time. Um, what uh season are you on right now? We're almost done with two. Oh, okay. The earlier seasons are my favorite. Really. Mm-hmm. I love those are I love season two and I love season uh I love season two and three. I like Mark Brandanowitz and I know a lot of people don't like Mark Brandanowitz. Oh man, I hate him. I, but like I think Mark Brandanowitz is funny as shit. I really, I really do. When I like I like Mark Brandanowitz. The more I watch the show, the more the, I yes, uh, yes. understand and appreciate his character and you know, like without Mark you don't get to Ben for Leslie. Right. And uh Why well, he was I think he was supposed to be Jim. Oh yeah, I think Brandon was supposed to be Jim, and, and he wasn't as charming, and he wasn't as likable. Uh, and then, but like, like you said, the more I watch the show, like, well, the first time I, I watched the show, I didn't really care for him. But then, 
there are episodes where I'm like, okay, he's pretty funny. He has the dry, yeah, yeah, the dry humor um, that he can bring. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do, I do, I like him. I think he's pretty funny. Do you mean everything I said was on record? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, no, no, no. That park is never getting built. Come back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> he. Uh, I just watched the episode recently where uh, Ron is redoing his oh, wood shop mm-hmm. and he's like none of this is up to code yeah i love uh i love when ron starts to try to say something and mark is like ron yep. stop Just shut up ron i took a half a day to help out my friend yeah <laughs> like, and then, i love ron's excuse right after that he goes it if my code if yes. my code of standards and the government's code of standards happen to align then they just so happen to align he's like shut up ron <laughs> yeah. like, from from off camera the Swanson, my code, it follows one code. The Swanson code. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty good Ron Swanson. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. So, uh, yeah, I was watching that. As far as movies go, um, we watched Little Miss Sunshine, uh, which yeah. I let you talk about because you watched it for the first time. Um, I have watched a couple of movies setting up this you know, podcast, so my f- favorite movies of all time, uh, which I'll talk about later. Um, and game-wise, I'm still playing Animal Crossing. Yep, same. I am playing so much Animal Crossing because it's amazing, mm-hmm. and I got my wife addicted to it so much so that I had to buy my own digital copy because we didn't <laughs> want to share our physical copy. So she was she played it for a day, and then at like that evening, she was like, yeah, you should just get your own. Well, so <laughs> that, that works out for you guys. So you both can play. You both can visit each other's islands. Oh, yeah, I'm helping her like out, that, going to so. her island and stuff. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoy having having the ability to play Animal Crossing, get in there, check my shit, do my rando tasks, be done, and then go play Fire Emblem for a little bit. Yeah. Or go play Final Fantasy VII for a little bit. Yeah, I think, so. I think since I've caught everything but the ant, because mm-hmm. that's the only thing that's still available for me to catch that the I haven't ant? been able to... Yeah, there's an ant, and you, ha- and you can only get it by rotting food. And I don't know if the food on your island rots. Hmm. So, like, I shook a tree, and I just left, like, an apple by right. the tree, and I'm hoping, and, like four more days that apple is rotten and i can just walk over there and catch an ant you have to catch a fly oh wow like a house fly that's weird you want to know how you do that just throw trash all over your fucking yard and then a fly (laughs) will show up and you gotta catch it um you can catch fleas off of your villagers have you done that yet i haven't done that yet yeah you can catch fleas off of your villagers that's pretty dope then that's another insect that you got to catch is there this game like, sounds gross. Is there a place that has all the insects that I've caught, or do I have to go through the museum and then put, um, put them in that app? Uh, no, the Critterpedia. Critterpedia does. Okay, cool. Um, the Critterpedia shows you everything that you've caught. I haven't and looked then, at my Critterpedia. And know. then it has, um, if you've donated it, it'll have a little owl oh, okay. next to it. Cool. Yeah, I've been playing so much Animal Crossing um, until tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow. Until tomorrow. You know, isn't it? Isn't it fucking weird that we live in a world where the only game that's not delayed is Final Fantasy yeah, 7 right. Remake. <laughs> I honestly think that's because it got delayed. Already. Right. The only game that's guaranteed to come out on release day is Final Fantasy 7 Remake. I and think that... April... So with the, since you want to touch on this real quick, I think... I do. I want to touch on it a lot. I think April video games it. are fine. It's everything else after April. So May, oh, yeah, June, yeah, yeah. July, like... So like, The Last of Us Part Two already got pushed back. Thanks for that. Dude, did you see that 
the PlayStation PlayStation Store like is refunding people for the per, that pre-ordered it on the PSN and oh, you shit. can't you can't pre-order it on PSN anymore. Oh shit. Yeah. So it's going to be a while then. Yeah. They're they refunded yeah, they they're... refunded all the online all the digital copies that people bought and Why can't they release it digital? Like I think they, I, they don't want to do that because no. it'll crush their profit margins for people like in the Midwest who don't have good enough internet to download a game, or well, if they, they do, wait. or if they and then it'll spoil it. Well, but then it'll be spoiled. Yeah, for then them. it would be. Yeah, there wouldn't because the internet doesn't wait for anything. I mean, God, if you're a Game of Thrones fan and you were not watching the episodes as they as they were airing, yeah, this mm-hmm. season you might as well you you got shit spoiled for you the second the episode oh, I was did. over on Twitter. Yep, dude, Final Fantasy VII shipped early in Australia, mm-hmm. and there were walkthroughs for it. Already? Oh. Wow, that's crazy. People you were live streaming. Not watch them though. You know. Oh, I know, I know, but then they're on my YouTube's. I'm just I, saying I, they're. I I'm know. saying I, they're there. They I think they should still release them digitally, and people that can st- they can just make money that way while they're yeah. not instead of not making money. Good. I wouldn't. I I, won't, I wouldn't. Have I want Last of Us. Yeah, I want no. Last of Us as physical. And okay. my my Final Fantasy VII's physical copy too. It's a. I got the the deluxe editions. So you can't me. tell from the two bookshelves full of uh, discs. It's yeah, that Alex is see. a big physical yeah. media guy. <laughs> I just love. These I, are tough times. Sometimes you got to go without the physical. I mean, I love. We're not having, supposed to be touching. I haven't had anyway. a physical since high school. I love <laughs> having cases on the shelf. You should get on that. Yes. I love having cases on the shelf. Mm-hmm. I just, I really like to be able, and I was going to go all digital for Switch. Oh, I can't do it. But yeah, I, and then I decided, okay, I'll only go physical for first party games because I like having them on the shelf. And you can't trade in f- digital copies. Yeah. And, and I can't sell digital copies. You know what I mean? So, uh, and, and now it's, you know, I have physical copies of all first party games. And Animal Crossing was the first first party game Nintendo game that I had bought digital and not physical mm-hmm. well technically you did buy the physical oh no I, I did it's you, just not mine anymore. you just gave it to somebody somebody took it she yeah. swiped it she you. she fucking mugged you I sat here and I watched it <laughs> she did she took it yeah <laughs> she pulled out a knife like I don't even know where she got she that she showed me the knife <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's that is all I've been up to yeah yes Phil you wanna go next bud sure um I haven't been wearing a lot of pants lately. That's interesting. Like I've gone like you're, you're not three wearing consecutive yeah. days. <laughs> no. I, I, you, I was hoping you would notice. I mean, I also got a haircut. <laughs> How but, could we not? Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. not wearing pants now, and he walked here, which is weird. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> they got a lot of weird looks. I mm-hmm. didn't understand it, especially since he was wearing shorts that were slightly too short. So like that one testicle hung out. Yeah, <laughs> one's okay when you get two. Yeah, when you little, have both of them hanging out. That's yeah, when, that's, that's when a little. Like, you need to put some fucking much. pants on. Yeah, I've been I've been doing a lot of watching. I've been watching things. What you been watching? I've been watching. So I watched uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. How is that? I love that show so much. Have you, you ever seen it? No, my wife. It's one of my wife's you favorite shows. I have not seen it. Okay, it's one of my wife's favorite shows. Okay, and we have agreed. So we do this thing where we like alternate shows. Like, yeah, she wanted to watch The Office, so we watched The Office. Um, I'm gonna make a disclaimer right now. I did not see every single episode of The Office because, boo. I don't watch The Office. I can't Boo. fucking stand Michael like in the show like at all. Like he's he's not a redeemable character in my book whatsoever. <sighs> Every lesson he learns is because somebody has to tell him that he needs to go do the right thing. And if you need to be told your lesson, then you never learned it. Yeah. <sighs> and Did you watch up until he leaves? Yeah, I watched up until he left, and then you like, watched Michael Scott leave, and you weren't sad. No, I was happy. <laughs> 
You are. I you could are, have. I could have applauded. You are a sad, strange little man, yep. and you have my pity. <laughs> and um, but I did finish the finale. Uh-huh. I did. I did. I did finish a majority of season nine because my wife would watch it and I would just be like hanging out and kind of like glance at it. And mm-hmm. I kind of enjoyed season nine. And I was like, wow, I'm really like liking this. And then I was like, oh, that's right. It's because Michael's fucking gone. <laughs> and yeah. um, then I saw like the finale. It's because I saw like 70% of the series, which is which is passing in my book. It's a C. Yeah. So I did not watch The Office. Yeah, but... but- Oh, so tell you, sorry about that, but to tell you why, so we watched The Office, we're watching Breaking Bad, because I picked that. Yeah. And we're finishing it with El Camino. Which is on my list, too. Oh, is it? Yeah. And um, then after that, we're moving into Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, because that's the show that she wants to watch. You're going to love it. I'm going to tell you what, because it is, uh, so it's set in the 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I I know, I know, like, it's set in the 50s, it's got Rachel Brosnahan in it. Yeah. um, Alex Brosnahan. Yeah, Alex Bornstein. Bornstein, yeah. Um, uh, Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, Tony Shalhoub, that's what I was getting to. Uh, Sterling K. Brown is in uh, this, this season. This season, yeah. Yep. Um, but it's good. It's uh, this is a housewife that in the 50s and everything, yeah. and she gets out and, and realizes that she wants to do get into comedy eventually. Yeah. So she goes up to clubs, and she's like a crude comic. Um, uh, Lenny Bruce, you know, the, the classic. I love Lenny Bruce. Yeah, so he's a character on the show. He's like her mentor. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's but it's not the Obviously, not the real no, Lenny Bruce. No, it's not real. But, but, he's but like somebody dead, plays Lenny Bruce? You know? But yeah, you de- like Bruce you would love it because like you love Mad Men and yeah. it's like set in that same kind of time period. It's got that feel. But uh, yeah, Lenny Bruce was a badass man. Oh yeah, but yeah, I think you should. Do you have Amazon Prime? I do. Yeah, I recommend it for you. Lenny Bruce and would you. like, you know, say horrible things on stage and like get mm-hmm. in a bunch of trouble for it and just be like, I don't care. Also, <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do about it? There is a Lenny Bruce movie called Lenny that came out in the 70s very fitting today that was uh Dustin really? Hoffman played him really oh, yeah interesting so anyway um in that in that in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel also written by the same group that does like Gilmore Girls I think it's the oh, same man, I think gonna it's make the me same hate writers. it you're gonna make me hate it oh well sorry about that but I'm pretty positive it's the same it's writers. very good it's very like fast-paced comedy so I could see that but it's yeah it's good um, I watched Onward like every American and oh man and I, I haven't saw, watched Onward yet I saw uh, Onward like a you're month not American ago. You know, I, dude, I gotta tell you, I'm not. I just haven't been in the mood to cry and sad. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> haven't been in the mood to cry. So, on a scale of one to completely, how bad to did that completely? Movie, how bad to did that movie wreck you? To completion. <laughs> I did. I did meet completion at the yeah. end, but um, <laughs> and it didn't wreck me actually. So, I I really liked it. Like it was good. But, like, I think people are, like, way overblowing it on, like, Twitter and Facebook. Everybody's like, oh, the best Pixar movie ever. And I'm like, what, Toy Story 3? And, right. like, I don't know. I really liked it. I thought it was fun. I thought it had the emotional punches it needed. I really liked Chris Pratt and Tom Holland together. Yeah. But I don't think it was the best Pixar movie, but I really thought it was solid. Upon yeah. upon uh, listening to and reading a lot of other things and stuff like that, uh, I saw somebody mention how they thought that Onward was one of the most adult films that Pixar has done. I mean, well, Pixar had never done nudity before, so I thought that was kind of that was a big step forward. <laughs> Very adult. Film. Yeah, there's some uh, nude elves. You yeah, know? yeah, but but so like the main character is 16. He's not a child. He's not like an emotion or a toy. Yeah, or even like an old man. He's a 16 year old boy trying to. Um, reconcile with some heavy themes you know like the kid never met his dad and he wants to meet his dad for the first time and stuff like that and i just i just don't think that message lands on like yeah a, on like a six-year-old 
mm-hmm. or like or, or six or younger. I think I think if you're older than that, you know, you can start to under the k- kids can probably start to understand like stuff like that. I mean, this is mm-hmm. coming from somebody who has no kids, so I probably sound like a fucking jackass. But <laughs> you know, a lot of Pixar movies are aimed at adults. I mean, you look at Wall-E; that is definitely for adults. Like, oh yeah, kids yeah. don't love that. I mean, even Inside Out, like it's it's funny and everything. I but fucking it's... love Wall-E. Yeah, there's Wally's a lot. Like, I like Wally. Wally's mm-hmm. like in my top three Pixar films. You know what's yeah. weird? I did not like Wally when I first saw it. Yeah, and then like this, yeah, it grew on me. Mm-hmm. Like second, third time I saw it, I was like, all right. Oh man, yeah. I was I was in love from the opening from the opening line out there, uh, the singing in the rain song. Yeah, yeah, that that was the best part of the movie for me. Oh yeah, any time that he's alone on that planet was the best. I thought when they went to the pl- when they went on the spaceship, it got a little goofy. That didn't jive with the beginning. Well, it, it, it had like. Uh, you know, it was just like when it when it got to the spaceship, it was just a normal like a movie. It was yeah. like a buddy. Okay, we got an objective, and we're trying to not be caught, and we're going, yeah. you know, saving the day, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was on the planet, though, it was like a that was, was like the a character highlight study. for me. Yeah, like, I like that. You know? It was a lot like I am Legend, but with a robot. He's all yes, alone. I am robot. It's like a post-apocalyptic. <laughs> I robot. I robot. Also wow. with Will Smith. It's a good Will Smith movie. You like iRobot? Uh, you don't it, like iRobot? It is a Will Smith movie. I like. I enjoy iRobot. Dude, iRobot was awesome. I haven't it's seen made stupid money. I haven't seen iRobot in probably over ten years for mm-hmm. sure. So I can't necessarily like speak on it. And as far as current terms are concerned, but I definitely remember a lot of people being really pissed off at that movie when it came out because evidently, like, the only thing it and the book have in common is like the name. Kind of like the yeah. world, kind of like the World War Z movie. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Battle of Yonkers is one of the most craziest fucking things I've ever read in a book, and they just like don't even include it in the movie. <laughs> yeah. But I, I did not read iRobot, the book iRobot. Um and and that was like that was what towards the end of the Will Smith run. Yeah, the Will Smith like boom. That like, was like, like where every movie that he made was you know, solid was making you know, mm. half a million dollars or half a billion dollars. Half a million dollars would be bombing. <laughs> iRobot I Robot came out and, in 2004. Uh, yeah, so oh, that's okay. that's the end of Will Smith's smithiness. I think I Am Legend <laughs> was probably the end of it because yeah, that's still, that right. made a I'm lot. saying that's, you know, that's the downhill. He's yeah. on the downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, but you have that 90s where, where you have Independence Day and Men in Black. And, and, enemy yeah. of the State. Yeah, Enemy of the State. Enemy of the State. Wild, Wild West. Enemy of the State might be one of my favorite Will Smith films. Really? Yes. Hmm. That movie's right. that movie's insane. I really like Pursuit of Happiness. I think he really stretches his acting chops there. I've never seen Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never, I mean, seen, I I've never seen Ali either. When he teared up at the end, like I teared up too. I remember seeing that. Like I, his emotions, like projected onto me in that that yeah. moment at the mm-hmm. very end. I thought that was great. Did you see Ali? Ali was good. Yeah, was good. I liked Ali. Yeah. Um, I finally I got around to Tiger King. And I'm, yeah. re- I'm ready to talk about it. All a right, little let's bit. talk about Tiger King. So, do you guys? Let me ask you. Do you really think that uh, Carol Baskin? A hundred percent, yes, yes, you yes do? I do. A hundred percent, yes. Okay, that bitch, that, Carol Baskin. That okay. bitch down in Florida, Carol Baskin. I blame everything on Carol Baskins now. I really do. <laughs> it is a hundred percent her fault. Yeah. Who I ate mean. the cake in the fridge? It was that bitch, Carol Baskin. <laughs> My wife haven't even seen. She hasn't even seen it, but I still blame <laughs> it on her. <laughs> 
She like, wouldn't who watch was, it with me. Who is Carol Baskin? So you know what I loved about you know what I loved about the show is it's so surreal. Like they they say the most absurd things mm. and then they just move on like it like it wasn't. And I'm like, 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 like back up that. a little bit, back up a little bit. Yeah. seriously. Like when she when how he met how she met her husband is the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. Yes, that walking she, on the side of the road. Yeah, in Nebraska Avenue, like that's near my college. I know that, the only thing on that hall on that street you're gonna get hookers. You're gonna get you're gonna get stabbed. That's it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, she's walking down there, and he pulls up the van. He's like, "Get in my van." And she's like, "I ain't getting your van. I don't know you." And then he pulls up, "Get in my van. I get in the, get. In my, I have a gun. Get in my van. You can hold it on me." All right, let's go to the hotel and have sex. And they get married. Like uh, that. And then she just moves on like it was normal. How'd like, you meet your wife? I was like, "Wait a second. <laughs> That's the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life." And then there's the picture of her and her husband now. Yeah, Howard. Howard, yes. and she's on a chain. Yeah, oh my god, yes. <laughs> this is a tiger. <laughs> and they didn't. I was like, "Can we talk about that picture for a little bit?" And no. They didn't want to. That's like, the only time right they showed that it. picture. Too. Yeah, like, there's no context. Right past. I was like, I wanted. I could watch a whole series about that picture. Oh, I dude. wanted to know that whole show is just insane. It it's is just. But they have play you, it off like it's normal. Have you I finished gotta, it? I did finish okay. it. Okay. I am. So, my opinion, I don't... Okay, I think Carol Baskin probably had something to do with her husband dying. Absolutely. I don't think she fed him to tigers. I don't. Um, no, I think he's in that septic. I right? don't think that <laughs> Joe think Exotic... I don't think Joe Exotic is guilty of hiring someone to kill her, but I think he's just stupid. I think he did. Yes. He was really stupid. You go on the air and you're and you shoot a dummy with her face on it. What do you think's gonna yeah. happen? Yeah, he's like shoving yeah. dildos in its ask- mouth and shooting it. Yeah, and you're, you're asking like, for. So I don't think he's guilty. I just think he's an idiot. Yeah, and I he's guilty for for. He's for definitely guilty for abusing animals. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, but at the same time, like I was watching that show, okay, and I was like, okay, this guy's definitely guilty of misuse of abusing animals, and so he's definitely guilty of that. And then I'm thinking, like, okay, so he got charged with putting down five tigers and he owned that zoo for like 25 years and he only had to put down five tigers <laughs> like, he had, he had like, like 300 of them or i know i was like I, and i was like you know he could have he should have said like he should have just been like listen i own the zoo i ain't got i ain't got money to take a tiger to get euthanized i had to do what i thought was best for the tiger think- blah 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 and now it's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> he's wrong. Yeah, but that would that should have been his defense. I think. Yeah. Um, I think upon like, I I don't think this was ever brought up like in the show, but I did mm. read an article about how like forensics investigated that like nothing was wrong with the five tigers he like put down. That's 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 what I read. I don't know how true that is, but I, I don't know. If I, don't, I don't know how they could tell that just by bones. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I got. I, I'm not. This I show's nuts. I, don't I, know I will about say. Shit. I will say though. For as much as I enjoyed Tiger King and I love Tiger King, God damn it, I am done talking about Tiger King. I just see it on <laughs> it's everywhere. everywhere I see it ever. Oh no, I love. I'll talk oh, about you. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying like I get the on memes Facebook and everything. And it's just memes and people talking. And it, it's so popular that during a press briefing yesterday, a reporter asked the president. Of the United States, if he would consider pardoning, pardoning Joe, Joe Exotic. Exotic. What a fucking flex by that a, reporter. <laughs> I thought <laughs> Mr. That President, was president have, you seen, have you seen the show Tiger King? I was wondering if you would look at the case of Joe Exotic. I know Joe. He's great. He's fantastic. He's a wonderful man. And I, like, he's going to. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. I don't. He know. said he'd look into it. He said he'll look into it. 
Oh, I mean, right. obviously, he's going to be, like, the fucking head of national parks now. Yeah. And so, like, <laughs> so I, like, I think there needs to be more tigers in our parks. I would be There's 100%. Too many children. I think that would kind of keep them at bay a little bit. I would bit. be 100% fine with tigers in our national parks. Yeah, park. I would. So, I laughed out loud <laughs> when that tiger attacked him and was pulling him under the, and he's, like, and he's like shooting, like, next shooting to the tiger. Shooting at the dirt. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. And, he just, and he stood up. He's like, you bitch, you bitch. I know. I will shoot you in the face. I'm like, I was laughing. And no one's off. helping him? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, but, and he, he said they sprayed cologne on him. If I would have been, been a camera person in that, and I saw yeah. that shit happening, I think I would have set the camera down and tried to do something. Like, well, would, you would have filmed it a little bit. I would, I would not let a man get fucking eaten alive right in front of me. He had right? a gun. Like, you, you bring up, but Phil brings up an excellent point, which is that this show, this show, if you go back and watch this show, there are so many things, little things that just go. Nobody even mentions and brings up. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that when the when the person that he works for him gets her arm bitten yeah. off, that Joe has time to, to get an EMT jacket? He goes and puts <laughs> on a goddamn jacket what that yeah. says EMT on it, and what he's walking flex. around, walking around the zoo with an EMT jacket while somebody's arm is not with the rest of their body. <laughs> and she kept working there, man. I know. And then they, they never mention it again. I, again. I saw, when I saw her in the first episode, and mm-hmm. like I saw her and I was like, wait, she not have a, another arm? And then like it, and then they cut back to another interview with her again, and she doesn't, she clearly only has one arm. I immediately was like, she lost that working at the zoo. Like, yes, yes, like, and she did. And then, totally did. and then next episode, it happens. I was like, called it. <laughs> I did see, I, I saw Doc Antle did a uh, interview. Oh, where, did he? Yeah, and he brings up a lot of, he, for as much of a piece of shit as that guy is. Doc Antle's fucking crazy town, he is, dude. He is crazy piece of shit. Did you remind you of John C. Riley? Yes. When he talks, okay. Yes, I can totally see that. They need to cast him. Yeah. Did you hear that? Speaking yeah. of casting, real quick, did you hear that Rob Lowe is potentially yeah. in talks for Joe Exotic? Oh, no. no. Cool see, I don't, I don't need a Joe Exotic Ryan TV Murphy, show. Ryan Murphy, I think, is uh, heading the show, which is great. I don't need oh, a Joe God. Exotic TV show. I don't. I don't need... But I, mean, I would like to see go. Danny McBride or David Spade play him. <laughs> I can yeah. see Danny McBride playing the shit out of him. I, I can see that. Like Eastbound and, and Down Danny John McBride. Riley. Yes. I can oh, see John man. C. Riley playing Dog Antle. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So you're so this is an interview you read. Doc Antle did this interview, right? And he piece of garbage that guy is. But he makes a lot of he brings up like really interesting points where he talks about how like you have to watch this show and to an extent know that the person who made people who made the show are making it for entertainment purposes. Yeah. Like the fact that Joe's husband does the interview for seven fucking episodes without a shirt on. Yeah. And it, and you never see him in any other time without a shirt on. He always mm-hmm. got clothes on somewhere. Yeah. And, and and but he's just like, oh, it's time for my interview. Better take my shirt off. Well, and did, like, you, <laughs> did you hear that he got like really pissed off at the filmmakers because he like got his teeth fixed? Well, yeah. And Doc Antle talks about that. He said and that his, never... the reason that his, his teeth were messed up, but the reason that his teeth looked the way they did in the documentary was that they had actually, he had actually gotten teeth pulled and sanded to fit his uh, new dentures that he was getting over mm-hmm. top of them. Yeah. And he was like in the process of getting his new teeth. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, he, he basically says like, like, like I said, the guy's a piece of garbage and he's very wrong and it, this has nothing to do with the actual moral and law breaking of the story. But the Doc Handle is basically like, there are things in this show that are decisions that were made 
because they want it to be an entertaining TV show, not mm-hmm. because they want to present the whole story to you. And then he, he brings that up and he brings up a couple other things and you're just like, I can see that. Yeah. Like, why would you not tell this guy to put a fucking shirt on? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're in an yeah. interview. You know, why are you interviewing this person that got her arm bitten off in front of a pile of garbage? Mm-hmm. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, just like why interview the zookeeper in front of that busted down fucking trailer? The right. one, the one, the, like the head groundkeeper. Right. Yeah. And it's like you want you want to portray them. You want to portray them as an in, in in an image that makes me think. You know, a, a thought or judgment about this person. Right. And mm-hmm. that's, to me, I don't think, I think that... It was sensationalized docu- a yes, lot. Yes, documentaries yeah. should not do that to the extent in which this one did. That's why I don't I don't know if Carol Baskin really killed... And I think they, they want us to think that she killed him. Yes. But I don't know how much of that was invented for the documentary. Well, he went she, they, they, had, they opened up the, the website. Case. Yeah, I was going to say, they reopened up the case. Yeah, since yeah. this documentary. Okay, well, they, if you go to the, her website, like they have her, they do have her side of the story, which I wanted to read, because honestly, yeah. the whole series was not from her side of the story, so I'm oh, interested no. for hearing other sides. She, she was, so she was trying to sue them for libel. Yeah. She was a weird bird, though. Mm-hmm. They all are, though, yeah. and they're all pieces they of were crap. All, they I mean, were, honestly, they, every person on that show is yes. just shit. And Carol, got to, Carol Baskin is just as bad as Joe Exotic. She's a fucking yeah. hypocrite. Yeah. But we got, yeah. like, my wife and I watched it, and we got to episode five or six, and she was just like, I don't know if I care about this anymore because, you, like you said, mm-hmm. so, uh, everybody in this show is a piece of shit. But you can't turn away. You can't turn and away from not it. there's not anybody you're It is a train wreck, and people like, like and to see And Joe Exotic is being heralded and put up on this pedestal in American society right now when he's he's a piece, he's kind of a piece of shit, too. He didn't pay his employees anything. Mm-hmm. He He's, you know, trying to marry... Fed them, marrying, fed them spoiled meat. Yeah, right, he's marrying people that are, pizza. you know, 40 years younger than him. Getting, yeah. And, and then, make, like, you know... I thought that was a real scummy fucking move that he invited Travis's mom... Oh yeah, to that uh, to his yeah, new wedding, yeah. and then like just he's dumped like, her right to the curb well, after that. You know what I thought was was really scummy was when he um when he sang at his funeral. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and he's like singing and and like putting on this big show, and you're like, come on, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything always had to be about Joe. Yeah, Joe, classic Joe, classic um, Joe. You were mentioning El Camino. I actually did watch it yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I got to tell you, it was not a necessary sequel to Breaking Bad, but it sure was good. Okay. Like, it was real good. Okay, um, cool. That's all I need to yeah, know. Yeah, I think Vince Gilligan is like a very um, talented t- story maker. You know he's from Richmond, right? No. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Sweet. So I got to say, like, it's definitely worth watching. It's not a necessary thing, but you're going to love it. Are you watching Better Call Saul, or are you going to wait? I stopped watching it. I st- I really liked it, but I got so far behind. I'm like, I'm never gonna catch it. Yeah, up. so I finished. But now I can. I finished seasons one and two, mm-hmm. and I kept patiently waiting for season three to be announced. And yeah, I never heard it get announced. And then, like the next thing I know, I'm like scrolling through like AMC one day, mm-hmm. and boom, Better Call Saul was on, and it was like season three, episode five. I was like, "What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, I've yeah. missed, missed half the season already." Like, I know, <laughs> so I'm gonna wait till it's over, I yeah. guess, and then watch it. But I heard the most recent episode is on par with like the best Breaking Bad episodes, okay. like up there with like One Minute Osmond Osmendius mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I gotta tell you that show like is really like perfects like shots like the way they set mm-hmm. up a shot in mm-hmm. there is just amazing. I was literally having this conversation with my wife the other night. There's a scene in one of the uh, episodes of season four where they're waiting for the cartel to pull in mm-hmm. at the uh, chicken distribution center, and 
Vince Gilligan chooses to put the camera on the ground by Jesse's feet mm-hmm. as the cartel pulls in. And I was just like, what is the purpose of that shot? Like, why would you pick that shot? It's beautiful. It yeah. works. Yeah. It works for the show, but it's just so weird. Like, I just want I just, as somebody who wants to be a filmmaker, it's really interesting to rewatch that show and just wish you could ask them, be like, why did you do the shot like this? Why did you do it like that? I think just for the artistic quality, like everything, if you frame that picture, it's a beautiful shot. Like, it just looks like art. Yeah, true. And and this think, is very true. Almost you can every, pick almost like any every frame, frame of, painting. of that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a painting, and that's what, what's cool about the show. Yeah. So. Makes sense. Um, yeah. My wife was literally getting ready to speak during the I am the one who knocks yeah. speech. And I was like, you need to be quiet right now. That's one of the, like, the <laughs> two is, classic lines. I was like, has. I was like, this is the best scene in the whole show. And that and tread lightly are like his his moments right there. Tread lightly. All right. So, <laughs> Chris, what have you been up to? All right. Now that <laughs> now, now, now that like... blabbermouth over here is fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been doing some reading. I've been doing some reading. Not a lot. Um, I've read X-Men. Oh, you, you learned how? Yeah, I did. From the from the from the last Singers. podcast to this one, I learned how to read. Incredible. Okay. On a third go, grade level. So go. I'm almost on par with Trump. Yeah. So. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Uh so I read <laughs> X-Men and Fantastic Four number three, Wolverine number two, Avengers Black Widow number one. Wolverine number twos. <laughs> I, yeah. How does he wipe with those claws, man? Oh my god. He he'd heal immediately. Yeah. That asshole would. You know, yeah, but, but still. Yeah, and uh, and then I also read. I'm, I'm reading still. I'm reading this because this is like an omnibus. Uh, New Gods by Jack Kirby. Okay. So this is all like about like the or the old god planet is blown up, and so then like there's New Genesis and Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so this this story primarily takes place of the hero of New Genesis, Orion, mm-hmm. and he's working on fighting off the uh, other new gods from Apocalypse type deal. And like Darkseid is trying to wheel, wage this whole war on Earth type deal thing. So it's it's pretty cool. It's kind of, uh, it's a little, I have a really hard time reading like comics past like the 80s. Yeah. Mainly because, you know, they're, I don't know. It's, it's so weird. The art style is all, uh, sort of similar-ish, even though Jack Kirby was a god amongst men when it came to drawing. Yeah, <laughs> and um, it's, it's it's sometimes the dialogue is a little too like offhanded. I mean, like Marvel has been around long enough for the term "straight dick" to mean um <laughs> or no solid dick to mean like straight talk. I haven't heard that, but I'm gonna yeah, start you, using you've it. You've never seen you've never seen the panel where um Iron Man tells Cap it's time that he got some solid dick from Iron Man. <laughs> oh man uh i have not yeah hold on let me let me see if i can pull up that panel real quick I'm, I'm gonna start using that in conversations with my parents what i'm gonna start using that in oh, conversations okay. with my parents <laughs> and uh so while that while that's been going on i've also been doing some watching i watched uh we have finished breaking bad seasons three and four wow been busy boy yeah oh yeah that's why i didn't do a lot of reading <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we also watched Little Miss Sunshine, and I have to say that that movie is a fucking delight. I mm-hmm. thought that movie was fantastic. Uh, it hits you in all the right spots. It's got all the right things to it. It's It makes you laugh. It makes you cry. It makes you feel, which is something I really don't like doing. But Feeling or crying or laughing? All three, actually. The same uh, time. It's not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts when you do it at the same time, especially when you're peeing too. 
And then I watched uh, <laughs> the talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, that's, what? That's excellent! That is an excellent film. I, why? I did not like that movie. Are it's you serious? It's an excellent movie, but why? Would, well, that's so random. Why it did was, you watch Talented Mr. Ripley? It was on Netflix, and I was How, bored. No, what, it wasn't. What, what it was did on. You like? It was on TBS on <laughs> Saturday morning. <laughs> What didn't I like? Yeah. I didn't like Matt Damon, so therefore I didn't Matt like the, Damon. the whole movie. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> I mean, okay. So he ruined it for you? Okay, so let me let me air out all of my grievances right now. Okay. Um I really didn't I I love like watching a villain in a movie. Oh no, mm-hmm. now's the time for to bitch about a twenty five year old movie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's ninety nine, that's was well, well, yeah. like it's old enough to drink. Yeah, that was like ninety. So I My love, bad. I love what <laughs> I don't mind if the movie takes place around like a shitty character, like a shitty person of a character, just as long. Like Tiger King. Yeah, or like for example, like more more recently, Uncut Gems. Okay, yeah. just as long as they get their comeuppets right by the end of the film. <laughs> come up, it sounds like Muppets. It yeah. does. <laughs> come, come Muppets. Come like, Muppets. Like let's go Muppets. We're we're hitting the road. <laughs> Tally ho Muppets. Come Muppets. It's time we left this place <laughs> <laughs> and so but as long as they like as long as they pay their dues by the end of the film yeah i'm fine yeah. with the main character being an absolute deplorable person but like he doesn't and he is whiny and he is complaining and he's super clingy i thought jude law was incredible oh yeah i th- yeah. i mm-hmm. did i had to do like well, a who double was the girl in that i can't remember Gwyneth paltrow that's what mm-hmm. i thought yeah i had to do like a double take i, I was like that's jude law his american accent in that film mm-hmm. incredible yeah i i thought he was miles and away the best performance in the film but like there's that scene on the boat when when matt damon is trying to think up of all this stuff and jude law is like boring boring you're boring you're you're boring uh alan you're boring or whatever the fuck tom yeah. tom alan doesn't matter his name it's tom probably Ripley. it's probably fake anyways because i picked up on that yeah if you uh if um cuz they make a joke oh i did some research about a tom ripley being a piano repairman at harvard and mm-hmm. then like at the very beginning of the film he's like hey thanks for the jacket Mm-hmm. So I don't even know if Matt Damon's character is actually named Tom Ripley. I think that could be Matt Damon. It, it could be. It could very much be because could be a, a autobiography. Yeah, because he was a whiny complainer, just like he is in real life. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know, man. I Matt just didn't Damon. enjoy. I just didn't enjoy the movie. I thought um, when he kills Jude Law, that makes sense because he freaks out and then he mm-hmm. sinks the boat, and then like yeah. he kills uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character because Philip Seymour Hoffman is immediately onto him yeah and and then like but why kill jack at the end he's a psychopath i, I mean, mean i understand i understand he's a sociopath but yeah. jack like loved him yeah and like he loved I don't know, maybe jack. it's like pringles like you can't have just one or, or is that lays he's like i gotta have another stuff. one yeah yeah i mean i don't know get I your damn hands off my lets <laughs> i would <laughs> i would i would give that movie like two and a half stars <laughs> really yeah i thought it was one of the best movies of that year mm. Now, I've seen it twice. The first time I saw it was in theaters when it first came out, and I did not like it. I thought it was slow and dry and boring. Yeah. I watched it years later like as I, my taste matured, and I really thought it was excellent. I thought it was I one mean, of the best. 
I might I might consider giving it a revisit somewhere within like the five to ten yeah. year range. I mean, it's got a great cast. I know ne- yeah. I never said the cast. Alex, was you should bad. watch it. I'm curious what you think. I haven't seen it in years. Oh, you did see it. I have. Seen what did it. you think yeah. when you saw it? Uh, uh, I, I like I I bet I haven't seen this movie since like 2004. Okay, yeah, like, it, it was. And I I totally get why. I, I you have good reasons not to like it. I understand. I'm just yeah. I just, I just a little surprised. He he just ran around and he just sucked. And I I, I mean if your so, if your main character sucks, like I'm I'm gonna think your movie sucks. Yeah. Okay. Like you That's know. Fair. And uh, but enough about that. I, what I want to really talk about is this show that I have been hearing about for a while. Okay. But I just started watching it yesterday. It's mm-hmm. called Devs. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's um, it's written and directed by Alex Garland. Yeah. If you are not familiar with Alex Garland, Alex Garland wrote and directed uh, Ex Machina, uh-huh. which is a fantastic A24 film. Mm-hmm. And he also wrote and directed Annihilation, which mm-hmm. I am like 60-40 on, on that. Have you seen Annihilation? I have. Um I thought it was I think a bore, an- but I think it was beautiful. I think Annihilation is an absolutely riveting film until they get to the lighthouse. That's when I got really into and it. And then and then that's when it completely loses me. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. So we, we got lost we at different points. The same spot does different things for us. That's interesting. I thought it had really creepy things going on in it, but I thought uh, something about the pacing. Uh, uh, see, I think I think up until that point it's a masterful film. Yeah. And then that the, was really disturbing, and though, the in light, that lighthouse. Yeah, the, li- the shit that happens in the lighthouse is uh-huh. weird and disturbing. Mm-hmm. I love the music yeah. that plays throughout it. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I thought I thought the visuals and stuff for Annihilation were fantastic. It's just, it lost me. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, I was with the movie all the way up until they get to the lighthouse. And yeah. then, like, there's just no explaining anymore. And I'm like, what? I don't know what's yeah. happening anymore. And like I didn't like that I didn't know what was happening when I knew exactly what was happening all the way up until that moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so But yeah, so I've been watching Devs. This is part of the FX on Hulu okay. deal. Uh it's got Nick Offerman in it. He mm-hmm. play he plays oh, he plays one of the main characters. Okay. And this show, that show. is fantastic. I was every episode is like it like gets better. What is the premise of it? So I can't say too much okay. without without really like sp- spoiling it. But there is this tech company called Amaya, and mm-hmm. Nick Offerman is in charge of uh, Amaya. He's like the founder and CEO type deal thing. And Amaya ha- is pretty much like Google. I is what I'm like getting okay. from it. Amaya has this division called Devs. And if you are like an expert programmer or anything like that, you work hard, you pay your dues, and you eventually get brought in to devs. And that's really like <laughs> all I can say. It's about it's about the, a character who gets put into devs. Something happens, and then another character is trying to figure out what happened. Okay, um, I really like Alice Garland, so I'm sold yeah, just from that. Um, man, I don't know. If it's just because I'm watching Breaking Bad at the same moment as I'm watching this show, but I'm getting a lot of like similar vibes, okay, from it. Like there's already like a Mike character mm-hmm. in in this show. I mean, and he's there from the get go, type of deal thing. It's it's just fantastic. It's gripping. Uh, in the words of Scott Derrickson, 
I think he said, here's your weekly reminder that devs is is absolutely stunning <laughs> and that you should all watch it. And I mean, I, I can't agree more to that. I, I always, I already thought, um, Alex Garland was a fantastic and visionary director, but mm-hmm. this show has solidified that for me. And it's solidified that once again, just like our conversation earlier about Denny Villanueva, mm-hmm. that, um, I think we're witnessing a master working on something spectacular. Yeah. He's definitely one of my favorite writers. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think if you if you love sci-fi, you're in for a real treat, and you should check out Devs. Actually, I think he started as an author before. Oh, did he really? Yeah, really? he wrote the the novel The Beach that was uh, adapted by um, um, Danny Boyle. Yeah, but now that movie was terrible. But I heard the right. the novel is fantastic. So interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, like I had never heard of him until I heard all the rave about Ex Machina. And yeah, I was like, which I is gotta... one of my favorite movies of the last decade. Yeah, Ex Machina yeah. is incredible. What are you doing? I'm tearing up the fucking dance floor, bro. <laughs> Alex, have you seen Ex Machina? I haven't. No. I have it. I'm going to let you borrow it. Cause it's on Netflix, too. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the, man. the ending's just a knockout. I can't yeah. say anything, but I just was punching the gut mm-hmm. ending. See, I keep... I have things I got to watch. I have I have some, some movies. homework. I do. I know mm-hmm. I got time, but here's another thing. A little show on Netflix that just came to Netflix uh, called Community. Oh, I saw that. It's up there. Mm. Now I have not seen that, but uh, you haven't watched Community. I have not watched Community, but I might Same. have to now. It's on you Netflix. should. It's it's legitimately. Pro- it's it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, aren't the Russo brothers connected to that? They directed them. They directed okay. Community. Yeah, that's so where I'm they, already in. I'm in. They started. Um, and so I thought they started on Arrested Development. Uh, they might have. That was that. Ron they did, Howard, right? Ron, well, Ron Howard primarily did a lot of stuff they for were, that. But I mean, I they thought, might have done Arrested I thought Development. The, bro- the Russo brothers helped out, like did some stuff with it. They did a lot of Community. Yeah, so they had a big, they had a big hand in Community. Um, it's great. It's a great show. Okay. Yeah, that's really all it's I can say. Got Joel about McHale it. in it, right? Joel McHale's hilarious. Uh, Donald Glover's hilarious. Uh, every character is funny in their own way. It's witty. It's so smartly written. Uh, it is just a great, great show. All right. I put it on yeah. my list. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, as far as playing goes, I've just been playing more Animal Crossing, New Horizons, but we've done nice. enough talking about that. Yeah, we're like 50 minutes into what we've been up to. Yeah, I know. Which is good because we're moving on to movie news. Yeah, because there's not a lot. Not a lot. Um, let's well, just get can right. I, can I sum it up? Yeah. Everything's fucking canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the main topic. Let's go. <laughs> um, just, just some real quick stuff. Uh, Amazon, I thought this was really cool. Amazon and South by Southwest are teaming up to show films that would have been in the festival for free as long as you are a U.S. Amazon customer. And hmm. then it is a uh, 10-day event. Nice. So I think that's really cool that Amazon is doing something to try to get some of these indie films out in front of people. Yes. That uh, these people were pretty much relying on to be able to show their film at South by. I think right. the filmmakers have an option. Do you want your film to be shown or not? Mm, yeah, because a lot might not want to because they're going to lose money. Yeah. Oh well, some of them don't want to do it because they're hoping that they can get like a deal with like Netflix, yeah. or Hulu or something yeah. like that as well. So mm-hmm. I mean, you got the, you, they got that to consider as well. But now moving on, uh, Top Gun Maverick has been pushed back to December. 23rd i think i think it comes out on my birthday for now for now yeah. i cannot wait to do the top gun episode before we top gun maverick comes out yeah is it okay that i haven't seen top gun it's okay oh my god i'm so excited you haven't seen top gun either i haven't neither is uh neither is this one over here all right i guess it's gonna be a watch party yeah all right 
Can we do an episode before? Yeah. God, yeah. that's but that's so many months I know the away. Theme song I don't care. Do it. That's so many months away. I don't the care. Theme. Fuck it. We'll plan it right now. But I don't want to wait that long for you to watch Top Gun. Then we can do it next week. Um, speaking of dangerous zones, everywhere in a quiet place <laughs> is a dangerous zone if you're loud. But as long as you're quiet, you can see it in, on Labor Day weekend. A Quiet Place 2 is evidently nice. coming out in September for now. But <laughs> we shall see. I thought this was really cool. Um, Ant-Man 3 gets a writer from the Rick and Morty team. Hmm. All right. I, I just like Rick and Morty, and mm-hmm. I like Ant-Man. So it's going to have a good uh, comedic feel to it. All right, Morty, I'm going to need you to do me a solid here. I'm going to need you to stick these <laughs> way up in your bubble, Morty. <laughs> your anal know, cavity is still taut yet malleable. I don't know, Rick. <laughs> uh, 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 Grandpa would do it, Morty, but 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 they, they, they would just fall right out of him. I've done it too many times. <laughs> All... that's been ad-libbed a lot. Creator of Rick and Morty. Creator of Community. Oh, Dan, really? Dan, yeah, Harmon. Dan Harmon. Okay, all right. I heard that a lot of the dialogues ad-libbed on Rick and Morty. Is that, uh, oh, probably. Yeah, I got I got no me. clue. Uh, ju- I just know that Justin Roiland does both the voice for Rick and Morty. So okay. like, <laughs> that's got to be really hard. <laughs> just talk Dude, to yourself, I yeah. loved Rick and Morty in the first two seasons of Rick and Morty. And then I didn't watch season three because this is something really bad. It has nothing to do with quality of the show. All right, season three might be the best season of Rick and Morty. I it's don't the know. fans, isn't it? It's the fucking fans. Yeah, we're the worst. I <laughs> no, not you, not you, not you. Fucking sixteen-year-old fans. Oh yeah, that are just like Rick and Morty. We say swish one sauce, oh, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I, they weren't even alive I'm when. Pickle Rick, and I'm just like, I hate you. I fucking hate you. Just go back to your house. And listen, <laughs> listen to Demi one, Lovato. Demi Lovato. <laughs> look at Demi Lovato's Instagram, and 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 just go away. <laughs> <laughs> That's very long winded to get there. <laughs> and 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 Alex officially having his first old man rant. They ruined. Get it. off my lawn. They ruined Rick and Morty for me. That's just like Tool fans. Tool fans? Yeah, like the band Tool. Oh, okay. I was like, like people that are just like, Hammers! <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Hammers! <laughs> no, Tool fans will be, you'll be at a Tool concert and be like, man, I really like this song. And they'll be like, you don't fucking like this song. <laughs> you don't know shit about anything related to Tool. We ruin things we love. Uh, yep. I don't know why we just do Just ask Star Wars fans. Dude, uh, yeah, don't gotta tell me. Yeah, St- no- nobody hates a Star Wars movie like a Star Wars fan. It's true. Yep. You know who loves all the movies for their franchises though? MCU fans, for the most part. Not Thor: Dark World. I mean, not even not even the writers of Thor: Dark World like Thor: Dark World. No. But here's the thing: Thor: Dark World is still like a good fine. movie. Okay, at best, mm-hmm. it's not a terrible movie. It's not a horrible. It's not Attack of the Clones. No, it's just it's just that you're comparing that movie to the other great movies. Yeah. What about Iron Man three? I'm not I, an Iron Man three. I fan. like Iron Man three, and I will stand by that. I'm not an Iron Man three fan, but it has redeemable qualities. It, goes, it does. It goes it's better one, than half of the DC movies. It goes one yeah. three two as far as Iron Man films go. It goes one two three for me. It goes one one <laughs> one. <laughs> take a nap <laughs> and get something to eat <laughs> all right um but yeah all of phase four of the mcu has been pushed back like all of it 
Alex was so shocked, he ate a cookie. <laughs> yeah, it's real good. <laughs> <laughs> the cookie, not not, not the, the news. news. <laughs> but um, um, I think, I'm okay with it because now I know that everybody has their little place now. And right, yeah, you know, for now, it's not just floating. And mm-hmm. For now, yeah, it. until COVID twenty comes around. Yeah. <laughs> so how's this going to affect uh, Falcon with and Winter Soldier though? Because the movies are connected to the shows. So if that show is connected to any of the movies, it's going to screw everything up. Well, but I mean, Falcon and the Winter Soldier right now has halted production, so they yeah. are currently not filming anything for so the show. So do you think it right. won't come out before Black Widow? No, I don't think so. I think what's going to happen now is this literally, with Black Widow now taking Eternals' uh, place in uh, mm-hmm. the, the timeline release, I think this literally pushes everything back exactly that much time. Okay. So I think instead of August now is like when we were supposed to get the shows. Now it's going to be probably sometime around like December. That's a bummer. December or January. Hmm. I don't want to wait that long. I mean, I don't want to wait that long I don't want to wait (laughs) for Marvel shows to come on. So I am going to watch Artemis Fowl on Disney Plus because that's what they've just done. Me too. I still don't know what it's about. They released Disney pulls the film Artemis Fowl from theaters and puts it on Disney Plus. Oh, it's on Disney Plus right now? Not not right now, but they are making the move to put it on Disney Plus instead of having it released in theaters. And a follow-up to that is I read another article that stated that Disney was possibly looking into um, the exploration of doing that with more of their smaller films like smaller smaller film properties Mm -hmm. and then just leaving their theatrical releases for like the big stuff like all mcu stuff all star wars stuff all princess films all disney originals i could get behind that right now disney plus is lacking and i want to see more on there yes i keep forgetting that i keep paying for disney plus (laughs) 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 because like i know i don't watch it i couldn't uh, i haven't i don't think i've actively turned on disney plus since the mandalorian ended I watched it last night. I watched Little Mermaid on it. Frozen two. You watched Onward. Oh, oh yeah. Did, no, I went. I went and saw, saw Onward in theaters. Oh, okay, it's yeah. the last movie I went and saw in theaters of twenty twenty. Might be the last movie I see in theaters for twenty. So how's this going to affect oh, the gosh. Oscars? I wonder. Like, oh my God, is Doolittle going to be nominated? That's what for I'm best wondering. Picture? Do they have? <laughs> best Doolittle have only, a shot? That's what I'm wondering. There's only ten movies that came out this year. Yeah, Doolittle. They're one. all going to be nominated for best picture and worst picture. Oh, the Razzies. It's super unfortunate that Cats came out on Christmas and not January first. Yeah, because it could. It could have won it all. Could've yeah, it could have potentially won it all. Mm-hmm. Could have won point. all the buttholes. I saw. I saw like two seconds of that butthole cut. Dude, the butthole cut could come out, and it could be its own movie. It could be different enough that it's nominated. It could for change the whole plot. Change the whole butt from mm-hmm. nothing to nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, different movie. And uh, let's let's see. Um, Wes Anderson's film, The French Dispatch, is delayed until October 11th. <laughs> we pretty much figured that. That um, sucks. I like Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. I like Wes Anderson's animated films, and but mm-hmm. I will check out the French Dispatch because I do always try to widen my horizons, even though we are in the basement. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the most Wes Andersony Wes Anderson movie that's ever Wes Anderson. Yeah, <laughs> in my opinion, um, Grand Budapest was uh, the best. I think. Oh man, I did it's not. Good. Like Grand Budapest, mm-hmm. oh, that was that was his masterpiece. I think. You think? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Ten is my favorite. Really? Yeah. Okay. Royal Tenenbaums is like one of my favorite movies. I, I really do like that movie. But yeah, me too. I like Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, you would. And The Isle of Dogs. And that concludes my list of Wes Anderson films that I enjoy. Um, oh. The Nia DaCostas directed and Jordan Peele produced film Candyman has been delayed. 
Yep. This is also due to coronavirus. When was that supposed to come out? It's supposed to come out in June. See, that's okay though. That, you can push that to Halloween. Yeah, I, I definitely yeah. think that deserves it's a like better a put- time for yeah. it. Absolutely. And you know that was going to be good. I mean, yeah. It looked good. Mm-hmm. It might suck. I don't know, but yeah. it looked good. You know, it's not good. This news: ND five is delayed yet again. It is now yep. set to premiere in August of twenty twenty two. I don't think this movie's. Like, yeah, Harrison- I think this movie's like Uncharted. I don't know if it's coming out. Harrison Ford's getting old. Like, yeah. He might not live till it comes out. He's not that old. Do not say I'm that. I'm sorry, man. Don't speak that shit into Dude, fruition. Princess take Leia it, went. Take it back! I, I, yeah, I'm, so, I'm just speaking truth. Harrison Ford is... He he is much he was much older than her than Carrie Fisher was. Yeah, he's in his 70s. But he's also really cool. Yeah, he's, he's very cool. He's too cool to die. And he's like stupid fit. Like Harrison Ford at 77 is in much better shape than me than now. I, than I am now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't sit on his couch playing Animal Crossing and eating cookies until 2 o'clock in the morning and <laughs> then get up and go back to the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that either. But yeah, guys. <laughs> it's been... A real downer of a week. Yeah, it sucks for for news. Sucks yeah. butts, man. Yeah, I my wife and I were riding home from somewhere the other day, and I looked at her and I go, "Man, I miss going to the movie theater." Yeah, yeah. It. This is like the longest I've ever gone without going to like a movie theater. When it opens, going, there's not going to be anything to see either. Yeah, when they're going to play old movies for a while. That, I would actually legitimately be okay with that if they yeah. were doing if they did like a classic run. Like, could you imagine if like for one week they were just like Jaws is in theaters? Oh, that'd be dope. Oh, I'd go see that shit in a fucking heartbeat. That'd be cool. Last bit of news. You want to talk about AMC? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This um, uh, AMC is potentially not going to make it out of this coronavirus thing alive. Yeah, AMC AMC is potentially going to have to file for bankruptcy, so we will see what yeah. happens with that within the coming days. Yeah, that really sucks. It mm-hmm. does really suck because you know what's even crazier? AMC is the number one theater chain in America. And then right after that, it's Regal. And then right after that, it's Cinemark. How are they not going to pull through this and everybody else will? I don't know. Well, nobody... I think, I think the only reason we're hearing about AMC right now is because they are the biggest chain. Okay. So I think what's going to potentially happen is if AMC falls and legitimately does shut its doors and close down for bankruptcy, I just wonder how quickly Regal and Cinemark right. follow. Right. So what will the future be? There's no theaters, and then independent theaters, are gonna, they're not going to make it. Alamo is not going to make it. That's what I'm thinking. If, if AMC can't, then Alamo is not going to make it. Well, Paragon, so Paragon's, not, Paragon's an independent theater, too. There's only yeah. like seven of those across the whole so state. So what, what's going to end up country? happening? If there's no theaters to show the movies, then what are we going to do? I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. know, especially around here when like we live in a smaller area and mm-hmm. we only have like chain theaters. Yeah. Right? Right. Like Marquee is part of a chain. Regal's mm-hmm. part of a chain. And then there's Paragon. And yeah. I mean, I guess if... I mean, if they're if they're franchises, they might be able to turn them into their own. Yeah, things, maybe. But I don't. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know about that either. Can could you franchise a whole movie theater? Is that like a thing that maybe you not? could franchise? I don't know. It's not like running a restaurant. Why not? I mean, yeah. Why not? The stranger things have happened. Stranger things season three happened. Yeah, and season four is eventually going to happen at some point. 
Maybe. Well, no, they made Nothing like certain. They made like a tra- <laughs> trailer for that. I never watched that show after the first season. I watched the first season. I watched like three episodes of season two, and I was like, "This is a show." <laughs> Ooh, I thought season two was actually well. It wasn't better than first season, but it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I just it was it didn't. Uh, I have this. Me. Yeah, I have this hmm. weird thing about like shows where I really, really am like infatuated with like the first season. And then the second season rolls around, and I was just like, oh, "I'm good." <laughs> oh, man, okay. Yeah. It's uh, I got so too much stuff to watch. It's a problem. Yeah, yeah. See, that's also the thing is like you know, every time you check Twitter or you check Facebook or inst- right. Insta tweets or whatever, mm-hmm. and <laughs> you uh, they're always like, "You need to be watching this show. You need to be watching this show. You need to be watching this show." And nine times out of ten, they will all tell you a different show that <laughs> yeah. you need to be watching right now. Right. Yeah. It's just so crazy that I don't know if we've always had high quality content like this and now it just always feels like it's in our face because of social media or if just like the content is getting better. I don't know. They they sure don't make full house like they used to. <laughs> You're right. Now they make fuller house. <laughs> and it sucks. Well, yeah. <laughs> fuller. House. If you watch if you watch original full house, you're like, "Man, this is just a good family like TV show." It's nah. not like it's not like good good. Nah, man, full house sucks too. <laughs> yeah, I mean it does. Well, they don't and I've it. seen all, I've seen most of it, but it's just not It's not good. It's not good. You know it's a good show. Like they don't make shows like Boy Meets World. Anymore, they I don't. love Boy Meets, Boy Meets World. World. Was great. That was so yeah, crazy. And then Girl Meets World came out, Boy and it was World. it was awful. Mm-hmm. It was just awful. Hmm. Hmm. What do you know? You know what's not awful? The main event, which is top five seventies movies, guys. All yes, right. it's a blast from the past. <laughs> top five seventies movies, like keep, Mark McGrath keep grabbing things and making noises. In yeah, the microphone. This is a this is a cool episode. This is a very cash, very keeping it cash. Yeah, super cash. Top you know, five just, movies just, of the seventies. You know, just like keep it down. Yeah. <laughs> you ever see Neighbors? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I told you I was going to ask you: this. Is this the best decade ever for movies? It's one of them. Yeah, I definitely I mean, think it's one of them. I have a theory that I, I told you guys before the show. I think that the odd number decades are the best. The 30s, the 50s, 70s, and 90s. And you said even the 10s. Yeah. I think that for some reason, those are the most iconic decades. So, I mean, we I, I'm putting a list together, and I'm just going to rattle off some of these movies. Okay. Okay. Some of these. Some of these. These movies. are ones that did not like make your official list, right? Maybe. Oh, I don't okay. know. We're going we're gonna to find out. But this is just the 70s. Okay. Godfather, Godfather 2, Star Wars, Jaws, Close Encounters, Alien, Taxi Driver, Exorcist, Apocalypse Now, uh, Cuckoo's Nest, Annie Hall, French Connection, Chinatown, All the President's Men, Rocky, Deer Hunter, Dirty Harry, Superman, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, The Sting, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Network, Mad Max, Young Frankenstein. But then you get into you know more smaller, like uh, lesser known but still amazing movies like Barry Lyndon and Soylent Green. Uh, American Graffiti, you know, Manhattan, Clockwork Orange, Serpico, Saturday Night Fever, Harold and Maude, uh, like, like Easy Rider, Dog Day Afternoon, The Jerk. Like, you know, like, is this the best decade ever for movies? It's it's definitely up there. I think it's probably, I think it probably goes 70s and then 90s. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then after, and then after that, it's a toss up. I have a, well, kind of a theory why it's so much better is because this is when shows became more raw, uh, movies became more raw and gritty, and they were allowed to get away with a lot more. 
Um, the 70s, you know, you have more of the, the crime thrillers and things like that. In the yeah. 60s, a lot of the, the content wouldn't have been able to fly back then. So it became okay. more real, more raw. And also, you saw the birth of a lot of uh, classic filmmakers. You know, Scorsese. That's, yes, that's yes. what I was yeah. getting ready to uh, say. Yeah, so right. that makes a big... I mean, Spielberg, all the the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Made I mean, their, like, ex- debut yes. during this era. Yeah, right. that's what I think. Except, you know, like, Kubrick. Kubrick, like, what? Yeah. Didn't he have one movie in the 50s? Most of his were in the 60s. I mean, yeah, I and think... then, you know, the Hitchcock was also before then. Although Hitchcock had a movie in the 70s. So it's But the 70s... I mean, in all the movies that we're going to talk about today, the '70s films just right? hit different. They, yeah. they, but they're. I think they're focusing on. They're, they are telling you a story. They're telling you about characters. They're telling you a real. The like the best movies that we're going to talk about today are movies about real. You know about characters that even if they aren't real, you feel them as real, right. and you. I. It's not a. You know, this is a time before blockbuster movies you know yeah before movies as an idea to make money you could argue that the 70s is the era when blockbuster films start mm-hmm. right. with mainly with, with jaws. jaws right with yeah. jaws which is what 70 78 77 75 75 and so but, but you you know you have all these filmmakers that i think are just out to make great movies and to tell stories and it just they just resonate they just whew. i mean 10 years in 10 years the 30 movies that i just named off come out like holy hell yeah mm-hmm. it's it's ridiculous um so we each picked top our top 5 favorite films from the 70s and we have a yes. few honorable mentions yeah, let's uh, go through those first yeah let's go let's do the honorable mentions first um i only have 3 so i'll just list off my 3 real quick i have four honorable mentions but i think one of them I think a couple of them are on you you guys' list, so I won't bring them up. Okay. I I just added a fourth one because I was going to make this one of mine, okay. but I decided not to. I changed my mind. But I am going to add it to my honorable mentions. Uh, my honorable mentions were Taxi Driver, uh, mm. Godfather Part 1, mm-hmm. uh, Rocky, mm-hmm. and uh, Alien. Nice. Okay. I, I just added Alien because, goddamn. That I, was in my top ten. Alien, Alien Alien is incredible. It's a claustrophobic, like almost like a haunted house feel to mm-hmm. it in space. Yeah. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Phil. Your honorable um, I have a ton of honorable mentions. <laughs> Let's just list off like seven. Okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I said Close Encounters, uh, French Connection, okay. uh, Harold and Maude, uh, Willy Wonka. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Uh, Marathon Man, Superman. Um, Clockwork Orange. Oh, was okay. Honorable mention. Uh, Badlands. Mash. Mash was Mash. Yes. yes. Those are my honorable mentions. Exorcist. Nice. Exorcist. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Nice. That really is a good one. Yeah. Um. So I think, like I said, I think the few of my honorable mentions are on you guys' list. So I won't uh, bring them up. Uh, taxi Driver. Was one Taxi Driver on yours? Is it by top five? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oops. We'll talk, alert. we'll talk about it. Oh, okay. I, could, I couldn't remember. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. But Harold Maud also hilarious movie. Yeah. That is such a weird ass movie, but it's mm-hmm. so good. Uh The Jerk with Steve Martin. If you've ever seen that? I, I haven't. No. Oh man, that's no. a funny movie. It's a weird movie too, but it's funny. Um but yeah, then you know Clockwork Orange and uh Oh, Young Frankenstein, Monty Python Holy Grail. Monty Python the Holy Grail. God. Yeah. The Exorcist. I quote the swallow bit from that movie like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is it African swallow or European swallow? <laughs> my big my big honorable mentions are on other lists, though, so I'll talk about them when they get there. Okay. Okay. Well, we've done our honorable mentions. I think what we should do for this, um, we should go around the room and we each list our film, or like our like bottom film. Okay. And work our way to number one. Okay. To start so, with the low. Yeah. So. All right. Okay. Um. Who wants to start? I I didn't rank mine. I didn't. I didn't know I, I was did. supposed to rank. I them. mean, I didn't rank mine. Mine are in like no particular order. Okay. But like you can, know, just like can stuff. we do one? And if it's on, an, uh, our lists, like if you say a list, if you say a name and it's on our lists, can we just talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. So who wants to start this? Why don't you start? I'll I'll start. I'll okay. start. You okay. Start. Okay. All right. Well, as you all should have fucking guessed, uh, Jaws made my top five for uh, the seventies films. Okay. Jaws. Yeah. Uh, that was my top that guy from James Bond, right? Hmm. It's about that guy from James Bond. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, not about the shark <laughs> that eats the boat. <laughs> um, if you don't know this about me, I am absolutely obsessed with Jaws. Uh, I have a Jaws shirt. I have the Jaws board game. I, it's a good game. It is a fun game. I actually, I actually got a chance to play it with my parents not that long ago. Nice. And uh, they, they caught, they caught on really quick. So now I'm like, and now I'm incredible, uh, incredibly excited to like introduce new people to that. Yeah. So there was that, a video game for Jaws. N- no, it's the board game. I thought there was a video game too. There might be a video game. I don't know if if there was, it probably came out on the NES. Yeah. But I mean, I uh, I personally think Jaws is Spielberg's uh, best film. Wow, um, we're gonna that's we're, gonna be a podcast. We're, we're gonna we're gonna talk oh, about yeah, that one day. Don't talk about it. We're okay. gonna talk about that uh, one day. Okay. So this just a little little bit of a. Uh... I threw up in my mouth a little bit because I love <laughs> oh, I love Jaws. Oh like that's gosh. one of the best movies. I think that's one of the best movies ever. Not one of his best. Ooh, wow. wow. Okay. All right, we won't get into yeah, that. No, okay. so I wanna, that's, wanna, a new, that's a new topic for okay. a new podcast. We want to tease that we will be talking about. What we think Spielberg's best movie there. is. Yeah. One day. Um, but Jaws. I fucking love Jaws. I love how the first half of the movie is a mystery. Mm-hmm. It's all, It's almost like a mystery thriller. Yeah. And then the second half of the film is like this pseudo-buddy adventure type film. Oh, yeah. It's a totally different movie once yeah. they're on the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think the characters are absolutely incredible. I think... Uh, I mean, my favorite character is Quint. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to not pick Quint yeah. as oh, yeah. your favorite character. Absolutely. I mean, who else? Who else would you fucking pick besides uh, Hooper? Maybe. Yeah, I can get behind Hooper. Yeah. Uh, Here, actually, here's to swimming with bow-legged women. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> my favorite character is the mayor from. <laughs> yes, definitely the mayor <laughs> from uh, or Mrs. Kittner. But <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Kittner. <laughs> What's the kid's name? It's like Billy or Billy. Oh man! There's, did you guys? Did you guys hear little, that? The, did, there's a little bit of Billy over there. <laughs> took off his arms. Did you guys hear? Did you guys hear that the actress of Mrs. Kittner recently passed due to a coronavirus? Oh no! Complications. That's really sad. Yeah. So the government failed her in her fictional life and in her real life. Uh. Um. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, I just think Jaws is a fantastic film. I think the pacing on it is. <laughs> 
is inc- is incredible. Uh, you can cut the tension with a knife in that Alex film. Is still dying from that joke. I'm sorry. Still to this, I'm sorry. I still tried to so this hard day. to not laugh hysterically <laughs> into the microphone. <laughs> still to this day, I just get I get just as fraught with tension as I did the first time I saw that film when I was like eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. mean, it's, it's just movie. one of those movies that sticks around with me no matter how many times I try to sh- shake it off. That was not a T Swift joke, by the way. Yeah. Actually, the the one that freaks me out the most is not talked about a lot. It's the very first shot you see of the shark when he tips over the boat, and the shark is coming at the guy on the side of the boat, and you just see him sideways under the water, oh, and takes him under, and then the leg drops to the bottom. Mm-hmm. That gives me chills to this day. That is probably one of the scariest shots in all of cinema. I yeah. think I I think there's a moment in that that works just a little better, mm-hmm. and that is when Richard Dreyfus is checking out the boat yeah that gets tipped over yeah and um he walks up to the tube uh, he walks up to like a hole and then the dead body floats right in front of the hole yeah like mm-hmm. to this day like that jump scare still scares i think that was filmed the fuck out of me in steven spielberg's swimming pool probably yeah. that, that shot was me. which is pretty amazing did you know that he originally wanted to film the whole thing like legit in open water and really? not use a steady cam? Wow. Okay. <laughs> and the producer was like, Steven, you do that, people are going to fucking vomit. Like, yeah. Yeah. But Spielberg was so committed to trying to have it be as real as possible. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty It really paid off. Yeah, I thought that was pretty fucking did. rad. Mm-hmm. Jaws is on my honorable mentions. It is in my man. top 10. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, Alex, you want to go next? Sure. Um. So let's see. Let's pick a good one. Let's pick a good one here. I'm going to go with one that I don't think is on anybody's list, and that is Halloween. Ooh. It wasn't. The original Halloween. So, when it comes to actual, like, filmmaking, I I don't know if Halloween is up there with, you know, Godfather and all of those movies that we're going to talk about today. But, this is personal. Yeah. Halloween starts slasher movies. Halloween begins an era of horror movies that... Every single horror movie that comes out today, we can, you know... Attribute to Halloween. Some, in, in some, some sense. Yeah. Right. And you could say Texas Chainsaw Massacre does it a lot, too, because Texas Chainsaw comes up before Halloween, but mm-hmm. I was never a big Texas Chainsaw fan. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen... Uh, maybe one. The one with Jessica Biel in it, I think. Oh, that's the a one remake. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's the original. Oh, the originals? Yeah, with but, Joe Hooper. But uh, Halloween is... I mean, it it creates this iconic character... Uh, but two iconic characters, really, in in Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. Um, it is terrifying to this day. It is a terrifying movie, you know, that is just about somebody being there and always you know, watching you and being just. You think you see him, and then he's gone. Um, not a lot of people die in that movie. It's not a big bloody slasher movie. Like Mm-mm. like five people die in the entire movie, um, and. It is just a perfectly made horror classic, modern yeah. horror classic. It is, yeah. and 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 each movie since then has taken from it, has tried to be it, and I don't think I think very few have, if any, have gotten to the level of perfection that Halloween is. You know, you know what film came out that made me immediately get Halloween vibes from it. Like I even like said this halfway through the film when I was watching it in theaters is uh it follows. I love okay. that. Yeah. Like that it movie. follows that. it follows gives me a ton of Halloween vibes all the way from 
the uh, synthesizer score to how it takes place in suburbia. And there are a lot of very similar shots, you know, mm-hmm. where like the characters are in the center of the frame and it's a wide angle shot to where you can see both houses on the sides of the street. Yeah. And mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I mean, I just I just really got a lot of Halloween vibes from that film. So if I had if I had to pick a film that replicated that the most, I would I say it's see probably that. it follows. I think Alex, I think you're right. I think uh, Halloween is probably the most high quality slasher movie ever made. Because I mean, I, you could you could call Psycho a slasher. It's really not. No, I don't but, think uh, Halloween a is probably the best slasher movie ever. I don't think. I I just think that Halloween sets the standard for the next forty years. 50 it years. does. It does. It it does things so perfectly well. It creates tension. It creates suspense and and dread and horror. Um. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, this it's this faceless killer that is after you, and it's it's terrifying to this day. It's well, actually, it's William Shatner who's after you. Yeah, <laughs> no. the eye holes cut out and yeah. painted and all that fun. Stuff. Yeah, Phil, um, my number five actually surprised me a lot because I put The Godfather as number five, and actually, wow. I was back and forth Godfather, Godfather Part Two. I think Godfather Part Two is probably better. But I didn't want it to take up two slots, so I put it in. Godfather's just, in my top five. Also, yeah. Godfather uh, Part Two is in my top five. Okay. Well, I just think I just think it says a lot about the seventies that I I chose as my top as my fifth choice because right. I mean that's probably one of the best movies ever made. Absolutely. Um, oh yeah. I mean, it, uh, actually, the four best movies that are most considered best ever made are Godfather, Casablanca, uh, Gone with the Wind, and On the Waterfront. I think. Oh Not, yeah, I yeah. I think those Godfather are the top four, here. and I mean that is one of the top four ever. Is, yeah. is say, it says a lot about it. So, I have it. I have Godfather one in my top five, and two is in my honorable mention, which I assume that we're going to talk about after this. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, we might as well just talk about them right now. Oh sure, fuck uh, it. Yeah. Both. Um, I I love. Honestly, the only reason that Godfather one is in my top five and not Godfather two mm-hmm. is because I have more of a connection with Godfather one. Yeah, than I did. Excuse me, with Godfather 2, I've seen Godfather 1 more. It's mm-hmm. the one that's always in my brain. Godfather 2 is a masterpiece. It might be the best movie ever made. I just have... I love that first movie. I love that story of just this guy going down the path that no one ever wanted him to go down. His change you know, throughout the movie is just mm-hmm. to that final scene when... When, when he shuts the office door. he shuts the door. And yeah. And you just know... And the music, the music is amazing. Diane Keaton. Oh man, yep. Oh man. Um. So Godfather, as you guys know, was in my honorable mentions. And Godfather Part Two didn't make my top five. Um. I've seen Godfather, the first one, about three times. I think. I think mm-hmm. I saw wow. it. I think I saw it once when I was in single digits. Probably not a good age. Uh. <laughs> I saw it once in my teen years, and then once I was really sick and home from work. Uh, last year, not currently. <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to have a movie day. And I watched Godfather Part 1 and was like, god damn. That mm-hmm. movie's just as fan-fucking-tastic as I remember. And then I was like, you know what I'm going to do tomorrow? Watch Godfather Part 2. And then I put in Godfather Part 2. And I distinctly remember texting Alex and being like, fuck, this movie's uh, 30 minutes longer than the first one. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead of three hours, it's three and a half hours. Yep. And Man, uh, damn, it's good. Yeah, and it's I never felt like uh, that movie was three and a half hours. I yeah. um, remember 
sitting there and rem- I remember being an audience member and having it unveiled to you like 10 minutes into the movie that Fredo is the one that set up the hit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, when is Michael going to find out? And then Michael doesn't find out for another like two hours mm-hmm. till they yeah. get to Havana. And then there's that great scene where uh, there's something spectacular about the Godfather films is that like there are scenes when they when all the characters are surrounded by tons and tons and tons of people. Mm-hmm. It's super loud and everything like that. But they're having the most important conversation of the fucking movie. Yeah. During this scene. And mm-hmm. it happens it happens like twice in The Godfather. It happens in this scene when when um Al Pacino's like, Fredo, I know it was you. Mm-hmm. You uh, broke yeah. my heart. I was like, Oh my god, Michael knows. Nothing <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing happens to him while my mother lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man. That movie ugh, fuck. And then you got the whole you got the whole um coming of coming of age story of um don the the original don Vito yeah mm-hmm. and uh with uh shit de niro de niro mm-hmm. I'm, I'm blanking i'm so excited oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, with robert de niro who i think only has like seven words of english mm-hmm. and, and the he won the film, oscar and he wins an oscar for it yeah and i was and for him to win and for al pacino to get robbed Mm-hmm. That year is just absolutely insane mm-hmm. to me. Like that movie should have swept everything. That movie should have been like the original Titanic mm-hmm. to get nominated for everything and then fucking win everything. Yeah, I think. And you know, the uh, the Ringer Podcast Network always talk, likes to talk about how like the Oscars should be like ten years later for the year that they're doing. Yeah. So that way people can really have time to resonate on who actually was the best performance that year. Yeah, I can guarantee uh, you that Crash went into one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Or yeah, Green no. Book. Or Green Book. <laughs> God, don't even get me started. Yeah. But yeah, no, Godfather Part Two. I think it's fucking incredible. I um there's not a moment that in that film that never loses my attention. And uh, I was just thoroughly blown away by mm-hmm. it. And that's why it made my And then list. Godfather Three happened. I've not seen Godfather Three. Mainly because I hear it ruins the first. Okay, two. so here's the thing about Godfather Three: it's not a bad movie. No, it's it's just that it was the it's the third movie, and the first two movies were the two best movies ever made. <laughs> so it's like it's it's like if you know if you've got Kobe and Jordan on the same team, and then here comes you know like fucking Kevin Garnett. Not not even Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett's a great. Kevin Garnett's a Hall of Famer. Here comes like. JJ Reddick <laughs> or, or like Kyle Corver. Oh my yeah. fuck. Or like Kyle <laughs> You're like, oh man, Kyle Corver, he's a damn good player. He can, you know, he he can get he can, he can shoot the long ball, he can get open, you know, he can fundamental guy, he's a great player. He ain't Kobe. No. You, know, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Like, he's I, not, I, I understand what you're saying. But no. when he's when he goes up against Kobe, Kobe would have made that guy look like shit. Yeah. But but Kyle Corver's a damn good player. Yeah. And and The Godfather 3 is like that. It's a good movie. Uh Sofia Coppola ruins it. Yeah. Um but Does she direct it or does she No, she no. Francis Ford Francis Ford Coppola, Ford Coppola yeah, still directs did. it. Okay. Yeah. She's, she's she is his Michael's daughter. Oh, yeah. he just shoves uh, her into the film. It was supposed to be Winona Ryder. But oh. Winona Ryder couldn't do it. Oh, so yeah. they found somebody. You know what else had what was working against that movie is it came out the same year as Goodfellas. And you had Goodfellas oh, nominated for that. Best Picture, and you had Godfather Part Three nominated for Best Picture the same year. Mm. And it's like, eh. it's not uh, a bad movie. It's got yeah. a it's a it's a great redemption story. It's a, got a really cool arc. Uh, Michael's character, you know, it's the 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 weird the stuff with the church is very odd. Yeah, and, and, but it's 
it's interesting. It's a good movie. It's a solid movie. Um, you definitely should you watch know, it. You should definitely yeah. watch it. Uh, but you should watch it. Think about watching it like, like going into something. You know, if if there was a Netflix sequel series to The Godfather, or oh, you know, okay. going into a movie, a sequel or a, a spinoff series that was made years years later, it's not going to be as good as the originals. It's just adding to it. Okay. Um. So think think about it like that. All it's right. also the debut of uh, Andy Garcia, I think, in that movie. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Nice. Yep. All right, Alex. My up. Um, all right, so I'll go to the next one. Uh, I'm going to go, let's see, we talked about The Godfather and Halloween. I'm going to go with the best underdog story of all time, Rocky. <laughs> Rocky. I love this movie. I love this movie. I watched this movie, and and I watched this movie for the first time, or not for the first time, sorry. My wife saw it for the first time recently. I've seen it a million times. Uh, Rockies one through four because the Rocky five isn't very good. Um, you know, I recently was looking for something to play in the store DVD players, and I was yeah. like, "We're gonna put in Rocky." Yeah, not Rocky. Don't watch Rocky five. No, it's just got Tommy the, Gunn, the original Rocky. Touch what? me and I'll sue. One of the only good things that come out of Philadelphia too. <laughs> oh, that's uh, Philadelphia's. Oh, dude, Philadelphia is is shit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Philadelphia is such a garbage city that they had to. The the thing they're most known for is a fictional character. Oh my god, and they have a statue of him on the steps. <laughs> yes, and so <laughs> I love that Bill Burr joke when he's sitting there frying up Philadelphia and he goes, "The thing you're most fucking proud of isn't even real." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's true. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm from Pittsburgh. You wouldn't understand. But <laughs> Rocky is amazing. It is the best. It is the true underdog story. It is a a masterfully done movie about this underdog that just wants to know if he can compete. And the, one of the things that I love the most about Rocky isn't that he wins and that he beats Apollo Creed at the end, because he doesn't. It's just that he lasts. And he just wants to know that he can. Now, watching that movie now, there's a lot of things in that movie that is questionable. Yeah, it comes on pretty strong. It's a little me. Oh yeah, Shire. yeah. He comes on pretty strong to Tyler Shire. Yeah, oh yeah. And she's just like, "All right, you should leave me alone." And he's just like, hey, "Yo, you know, I was thinking maybe we might, you might, you might like go out with me sometime, you know?" And like, mm-hmm. and she's like, "You're uh, weird," but <laughs> but it's just, it's gritty. It's real. It is. You know, uplifting. It's a great movie. That movie, just, that movie's incredible. Um, I think it's an incredible, incredible directing job by Sly. Yeah, I think. Uh, didn't he also write that film? He did write. He it. wrote it. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he directed it. Did he? I don't think he directed. I, I thought don't know. I could have swore he did. Are all three of us looking this up? I am looking it up. Okay, you guys go for you. Go for I'm, I'm not yeah. looking it up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty. I don't think I know he wrote it. He did but, write it. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, uh, John oh. Alvinson uh, oh. directed it. Bummer. I could have swore he directed it. It's probably it. for the best. I'm not sure that Sly couldn't direct. Zero. You got I mean, I don't know. I just, I I think he is incredible in the film. Uh, I really love Sly as Rocky in general, like uh, mm-hmm. in Creed. In Creed mm, yes. 2, I think, I think he is incredible in Creed. I thought, I personally mm-hmm. thought he got robbed. Oh, of the Oscar, broke of, my heart. of the supporting Oscar that year, yeah. Mark Rylance. When Mark Rylance like, won, that is not your Oscar. You give it to Sly. Yeah, because you know? like, Sly was winning everything that I, year. I expected it, them to have a Moonlight moment there, a La La Land moment. Like, oh, <laughs> sorry guys, you know. Uh, but. but I mean, I I just I, I mean, just think Sly's incredible. No, he's great. Uh, yeah. Burgess Meredith is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, 
You know, I've seen mm-hmm. Virtus Meredith, and he has two memorable roles for me. One is is Mick, and one is the Penguin in the uh, the <laughs> '60s Batman TV show. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, the Adam West. Uh, that's, that's him. I didn't realize that's that. Funny. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Uh, but I love Rocky. I love Rocky two. I love Rocky three. I love Rocky four. And about Creed, I haven't seen Creed. Creed one is a. I, Fantastic! I, yeah. I, 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 this is like blasphemy to say, but I like Creed more than I like Rocky, and I know that's that should be enough for me to be kicked out of your house. But it should be, yeah. <laughs> I won't ask you. I'm going to ask you to leave. Okay. <laughs> Can I decline? I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I mean, you can't say enough about Rocky without. No, yeah, it is great. Great, movie, great. Did movie. you know that Sly still owns the turtles from that film? Well, they're, ain't, they're not dead? Really? No, no, they're not dead. Turtles, How long does a turtle dude, live? Turtles will live till they're like 147 or some shit like that. Like Not all turtles. No. Some of them are smokers. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> Am I not turtly to be part of the turtle club? Turtle. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Phil, turtle. what do you got? Oh, uh, we're still doing this episode. Yeah. <laughs> we are. Yeah, we are doing? still recording. Just this fun. Is such a <laughs> Welcome to the Rocky cast, guys. This is such a casual podcast. I, I put Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver is yes. the best Scorsese film. That's Scorsese. It, it's on my worked. honorable mention. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I disagree. Yeah, but we'll, I, save, I, we'll I dis- save that I for another. I disagree with that statement. But no, we'll save that for a podcast. A we'll save that for another podcast. Okay. It's fact. Ooh, are we going to do a Scorsese one too? We yeah, might. I'm fine with that. All right. So, what is your point opinion of best Scorsese we'll, film? We are going oh, to save gonna that. Save we're going to hold on to that. Yeah, we're just I don't gonna, know. We're I, just going to ridicule you on why Taxi Driver is not his best. Hugh, Hugo. Uh, <laughs> I know. I mean, it's definitely Robert De Niro's best performance. I, you know, oh, oh, gosh, I love guys Godfather too. Hmm? I love him in Godfather. Yeah, too. I love him in Godfather too. What about Bad Grandpa? Bad Grandpa. <laughs> What's he in what about what about what about his performance in? Meet the Fockers. Oh, we're getting off topic here. No, no. All right, oh, so, you're right. Little Fockers, he puts in a better performance. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he's so, just a little fockier. <laughs> uh, so, Taxi Driver was in my honorable mentions. Yeah. God, this movie. I haven't seen this movie in years, and mm-hmm. today, today I was like, I'm going to look up a few scenes from Taxi Driver mm-hmm. because I just love this movie. And I was on YouTube, and I'm watching Taxi Driver. Next thing I know, I'm on Netflix, I'm just watching Taxi Driver. <laughs> I just, <laughs> like, you know, my heart really went out for him because he was like an anti-hero. He wasn't all there in his head and everything, but he right. just want, he just wanted to clean up that city. Like, yeah. he, and he didn't know yeah. how. And he knew he had to protect uh, Jody, um, Jody Foster. Like, yeah. He, yeah. he just had to protect her. And the only way he knew how was with violence, you know, to strike back against them. I think and, it... I like a lot of the issues that it deals with. It deals with yeah. uh, PTSD. It deals with depression. Yeah. It deals with adapting to a society that has written you off yeah. mm-hmm. and forgotten about you. Um, and I mean, you know, the whole reason he goes to the pr- prostitution house in the first place is because he's literally just like looking for love. He's looking yeah. for. He's just looking for a physical touch. Right. How about him taking that date out to the porn theater? Because that's like all oh. he knew. Like, oh he's yeah. Like, he's like he just wanted to have a good time, and then he's like, "This is all that I know," and then. She's got disgusted and left, rightfully so. Yeah, but, you know, I for, I completely forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, like part. the whole thing, like your heart like goes out to him because he's not like obviously he's not all there in his head, but he's trying, man. He's trying right. hard. He's, he's right. trying hard. And then, um, yeah, society just stomped him down. I was talking about Taxi Driver a few weeks ago with my wife, and my wife was just like, oh, "I've never seen Taxi Driver," and that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, she, uh, the, her, she grew up in a house that watched a lot of uh, uh, movies with a ball shaped like an egg. So she watched a lot of football movies. <laughs> oh, as a kid. Okay. Um, they watched. She's uh, seen Joker. 
Yeah. They they watched a ton of sports movies as a kid. And she was like, so what's Taxi Driver like? I was like, remember Joker? Yeah. And she was like, yeah. I was like, just replace him with Robert De Niro. And yeah, pretty, it's like a likable Joker. You, you yeah. pretty much got, you've pretty much got uh, Taxi Driver. Yeah. Right there. And that's that's the only reason I made it an honorable mention versus actually like throwing it into my top five. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I think Taxi Driver's great. I've only ever seen it once, and I watched it on my phone. Yeah, <laughs> how okay. Martin Scorsese intended it. God damn it! <laughs> real, real cinema. Yeah. Did you have it turned vertical or? Oh, of or course, horizontal? of course. Yeah, okay. see, what you, kind of what kind of monster was... watches a movie in horizontal mode on their phone? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should try to horizontal mode. <laughs> yeah, dude. What? And you know what's funny about that joke is that Netflix auto defaults to horizontal mode, so I was just purposely holding it like this. Seems to be watching it sideways. Yeah. And, but I mean, I don't know if it's maybe because I also, like I said, watched it on my phone, like yeah. and stuff like that. If maybe I didn't retain the full effect of the film, but I definitely enjoyed the film. I did you know that they had to make the blood like orangish? No, and that, yeah, they make the blood really like orange in <laughs> the film because there was so much other graphic shit in the film that uh-huh. if they'd made the blood look realistic, it would have received an X rating. No way, mm-hmm. that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I thought so. I thought that was really weird. I was like, of all the things you fucking care about, you're getting, you're getting pissed off at blood. Just shot right. balls at him. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's like in Leon. Yeah, N- another uh, taking taking young women under the wing film. So, Chris, what is your number four? Oh, well, we already talked about it a little bit with The Godfather. Oh, okay. So, all right, um, so we go to number three? Yeah, we'll go to number three for me, and that for me is uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes, that is on my list, too. I am down hmm. to one movie now. Oh, shit. Wow. Um, I love this movie. This movie mm-hmm. is incredible, man. I, I think I think Jack Nicholson puts on a fucking powerhouse Absolutely. Of, a, of an acting mm-hmm. class in this film. Uh, Danny DeVito is fantastic, even though yeah. he's got that minor role. Um, Nurse Ratchet, though. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. What a bitch, <laughs> dude. The <laughs> only way Carol I was gonna say, the only <laughs> way that Nurse Ratchet could be any worse is if she was played by that bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> she does a fan. The actor, I can't think of the actress's name right off the top of my head, but she does a fantastic oh, job. He means I know, yeah, I know as, who as it playing is. Playing him. Um, there's also the voice of the original Chucky in the film. Yes, Brad. Dor- Brad. Dor- yes. Yeah, Brad Dorf. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean. I, I I love everything about that film. How like he's not crazy, like mm-hmm, he's legitimately right. not crazy. He's just in there because he's got no pretty much nowhere else to go. And uh, we lies, right? Did he lie about being insane in order to because he thinks it'd be easier than going to prison? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. If I if Louise I re- Fletcher, by the way. Yeah. Okay. If I remember correctly, and then um, his Native American friend, I can't think of his name. Joe. No, Henry. 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 Henry yeah. And I mean, I, I think it's just a beautiful film. It sets up it sets up so much to where, uh, you know, um, Jack Jack Nicholson's character is finally free. Chief, Chief. sorry, oh, Chief. we are way off. Yeah, we were. I thought I was being nice by saying Joe, and then it turns out he's got a racist ass fucking name like Chief. <laughs> <laughs> it's the second film to win all fi- five major Academy Awards: yep. Best wow. Picture, Actor, Actress, Director, and Screenplay. Yep, and it deserves all five of those. Yep. And that that's one of the reasons it's on my top five because mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. I uh, I bought that movie. I think I was like fifteen, sixteen. I think it was just starting to drive, and like a super special like collector's edition of it came out on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and it was one of the editions where like you ever you ever see the Blu-rays where like the first it's like a book 
and it's got like 20 or so pages and then like at the end of it it tells you a little bit of trivia yeah and it has like a little quiz and then it's got the film and um i remember being like man this is a really cool like case i would would Mm -hmm. like to buy more dvds like this and then i watched it and i was like man i don't give a fuck about that case anymore (laughs) (laughs) that movie's incredible and i I was really moved by it the first time i ever saw it i've I've watched it a few times since then I like to do this thing with like movies that I truly love, unless it's something like Star Wars, Jaws, and stuff like that, where you can just watch them over and over and over again. I like to try to limit how often I watch yeah. like yeah, like I don't want like movies that it. I really love. I mean, not that I would overdo it, but I just feel like some of the magic is taken out the more you watch a film that you really love. Yeah, and uh, that's that fair. that's why that's why I've only watched that film like a handful of times. Well, you, well, you don't mm-hmm. have to. You don't have to just because you know a movie is your favorite movie doesn't necessarily mean it's the movie you've seen the most. Well, yeah, no, I understand that too, but because you know, there's a difference between like obviously like Jurassic Park is a movie I've seen like a hundred thousand times, but yeah, same. Yeah, it's not necessarily my favorite movie. I mean, my yeah. island and Animal Crossing is named Nublar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard the theme when you come onto my island? I have. It's awesome. Yeah. It's the Jurassic Park theme spoilers. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I just don't have any, I, I can't say enough about One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which is why I'll let Alex say all he wants to. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's, no, you've said basically oh, what I oh, said. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love, I just love this movie. Nicholson's amazing. You know, Nurse Ratchet's amazing. Uh, it, it is just a story, a, a, a gripping story. Um, and then acting, like I said, acting masterclass. Have by you um Have you ever read the book? I have not. No. Me, me neither. I've always wanted to. I always want to read the books for movies where like uh, like adapted screenplays have like one. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I mean, well, clearly almost all books get nominated for adapted screenplay. Yeah, type of deal thing. But I don't know. I I just feel like it's more special, right? Because it won. All these it's, other bo- all these other books are subpar compared to this one. <laughs> I just one. love watching that movie, and you see him change from this like prick that doesn't want to be there into this guy that ends up like caring, caring about the people everybody. around him and yeah. all, and being the watchful eye. Oh for, yeah, like, no, for he, he's he is and, the one and, that takes the stand. Like, and uh, you know, Christopher Lloyd is in that. Oh, yeah, movie. oh yeah, that too. Devito. And uh, yeah, Christopher Lloyd's there. You know, he's has that scene like at the end where, um, oh, the one inmate keeps yelling about cigarettes, wanting his cigarettes. Oh yeah, and they they put a cigarette out and it gets stuck in Christopher Lloyd's pants and his pants go fire. Oh, that's right, that's right. He Mm -hmm. starts screaming like uh like Judge and Roger Rabbit (laughs) and running around and it's just and then it ends. You know how it ends, and and. Chief does, you know, what, what he does at the end of the movie, which is just put him out of his misery because he doesn't want to live this. He's this, he's this wild, untamable thing that has been brought down because of his, you know, attitude and lobotomized, and mm-hmm. and Chief puts him out. Yeah, God and escapes right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. picks out the the, the, the fountain, yep. throws it through the window, and escapes. Yeah. Shit, I'm going to have to go home and watch One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest tonight. <laughs> it's a great movie. We got Phil. Uh, my number three was Dog Day Afternoon. Fantastic. Movie. I watched that in college for a theater cl- or a cinema class, and I just remember, like, that's another movie that was just very heartbreaking at the end. I, I, have you seen it? I haven't seen it. 
I've, I've, I think I was like in my teens. So the premise so is, uh, it it's a true much. story. Um, these two guys, desperate guys rob a bank, mm-hmm. and while they get kind of stuck there, they have to hold everybody hostage there. But um, the guys robbed a bank because he wants to get his boyfriend a, a sex change. That's like the real reason in real life why he wanted to, to do hmm. that. Huh. So um, they they don't really want to hurt anybody or anything like that. Like they just want the money. So everybody in the bank actually ends up sympathizing with them. Like they all want them to get their money and get out and everything. And uh, they're all the hostages. And then like the American people, like they're really starting to sympathize with them. And I don't want to tell you the ending, but the ending, like like when it happened, my mouth just dropped. Like it was like it was just very shocking. Like when it happened, and it just broke your heart. Um, like, I've seen the Bob's Burgers episode, Bob yeah. Day Afternoon. Bob Day Afternoon. Where uh, Mickey Mickey robs the bank across the street, and then they have to form a line of pedestrians yeah. around Mickey to bring him the burgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I definitely, if you haven't seen it, it's, I highly recommend it. It's very, like, maybe one of Pacino's best performances. I mean, Pacino was a powerhouse in the 70s. Oh, though. yeah. I mean, all these guys were mean powerhouses came out that 70s. time, right? Yeah. 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 Mean Streets. Well, no, is he uh, in Mean Streets? He no, was, De Niro's in Mean Streets. Oh, he was in uh, uh, Serpico. Serpico. Serpico, that was it, yeah. Serpico, okay. Dog Day, The Godfather films. Yeah. I mean, just that, right, that right there alone is enough to establish a career for the rest of your life. Yeah, and then he ends up winning with Scent of a Woman. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> hoo Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> that was such a fucking here. Oscar. Uh, there, like. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, I guess we'll go on to me. Mm-hmm. Um, my number two film is a small film. Not a lot of people have heard about it. It's called a, a Star Wars. Mm. You guys heard about that? Uh, is that the one with? Uh, is that one with the track Spock? Yeah. <laughs> no, this is the. It's the one with the wizard boy. Oh, uh, okay. yeah, I didn't see that. That's one. the one. Yeah, that's where uh, Harry Potter has to take the ring to Mordor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All while Pat, Captain Picard is telling him tips along the way yes yeah it's that one no everybody fucking knows star wars um it's i mean you, i i don't i don't even know if i should have to like say anything else other than why you star wars. why why did you choose it? yeah why'd I mean, you pick star wars anyway? i mean i picked star wars because star wars has been a part of my life for many 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 years and i mean star wars is something that's been a part of a lot of people's lives for a lot longer than mm-hmm. mine and uh I mean, it's just one of those films when we were doing, when we were going through the Star Wars gauntlet, where we were reviewing the prequels and the original trilogy, and then like the sequel trilogy up until that point and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting there watching A New Hope and thinking to myself, shit, this one is my favorite. And then like the first 10 minutes of Empire happened. I'm like, nope, it's not my favorite. But, (laughs) (laughs) But I mean... I just I just love um the hero's journey aspect of the film, you know, and nothing a nobody gets stumbles upon something and is all of a sudden on this epic quest. I mean, it's a tale, it's a tale literally as old as time because it's been told for thousands mm-hmm. of fucking years. And I mean, that formula is so tried and true. So I got I mean, it just works mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, almost every Disney film has that formula. Yeah. Um Lord of the Rings has that formula, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, Harry Potter even has that formula as well, even though Harry was was like a somebody. He was the boy who lived. Anyways, but Come to die. <laughs> I I love Alex Guinness's portrayal mm-hmm. of uh, Obi Wan in that film, and I think it's uh, the, this applies to the later films. But I think Ewan McGregor does the perfect 
young, like Alex McGinnis, Alex Guinness impersonation. Alec. Alec Guinness. Guinness. <laughs> All right. Fourth time's a charm. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think he, it's just like, yep, that's that's him as super young Obi-Wan type of deal thing. Yeah, he's, he's perfect casting. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the, you know, it's, it's this cool story up until this point. And then, you know, you get to uh, get to the cantina and mm-hmm. everything like that and then in walks Han motherfucking solo and it it's almost like a game changer mm-hmm. at that point like the story itself is different up until that point they mm-hmm. um they were it's just Obi-Wan and uh Luke going to a dive bar in Tatooine to try to find somebody to just get them out and then mm-hmm. they find somebody to get them out but oh hey you can come along with me, but we got to do this thing like first type mm-hmm. of deal thing. And then, you know, they get to the, they get to the, uh, death star and you got the line. That's no moon. Mm-hmm. That's a space station, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I fuck dude. Star Wars is just great. And like, mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't rave enough about it without reiterating everything that I said like six months ago. Yeah. Yeah. It brought some uh, realism to like the sci-fi genre before then it was very fantastical, you know, mm-hmm. And then it just made the, their whole universe feel lived in and old. And mm-hmm. yes, like, you know, that's yeah. It felt very it felt like ground, kind of grounded, but also right. heightened. I don't know. You know. You know I also, I, mean. I also really like how the fort because there's all these there's all these um, debates online, especially like back in the day mm-hmm. of like oh Star Trek or Star Wars, which one gets your nerd rocks off the most? And it's like <laughs> they both do in different ways, like. I th- yeah. I think I think you can really separate the two franchises by being like Star Wars is about religion almost in a way it's like the force is a religion like a whole group of people worship the force and it helps them in this way and a whole other group of people worship the force and it helps them in this way now Man. granted those ways are sinister ways yeah but it still helps them as they see fit whereas like Star Trek is all about Science. Yeah. Science is dope. Or in the words of uh, Jesse Pinkman, science! Yeah, (laughs) bitch! (laughs) And um, I I, I just think it's as easy as that to separate the two. And, you know, if you're not in the hokey religions. What? Yo. Mr. White. Mr. White. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, I I just think if you're not into hokey religions, then you're probably more so in Star Trek. But I mean, if you can get past the hokey religions aspect of it, you know, there's a great hero's journey to be discovered in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and Star Wars is fun, and Star Trek really isn't. I'm sorry. I mean, Star Trek. Star Trek is Star fun. Trek's, I mean, Star Trek is based on serials. It's you know, yeah. it's it's a whole different beast. Yeah, it is. I think the newer Star Trek films clearly are a lot more fun than like, yeah. the original Star Trek films. Like you watch the original Wrath of Khan and you're like, fuck, this is really good. And, yeah. But I mean like, and then you watch all the other Star Trek movies and you're like, why are they not as good as that one? <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. Yeah. It's fair. All right. Go? No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Anybody else want to talk Star Wars? Uh, no, I'll, I have one movie left. You have one movie left? Phil, yeah. how many movies do you have? I have two. Okay. Well, f- all right. Why don't you go? Why don't you go yeah, Phil, Phil knock yeah. out, knock out one of yours. So oh, number two was the Deer Hunter, and okay. uh, I mean that was an epic, like 
in the 70s in the way that like Gone with the Wind was an epic in the 30s um, and it just right. it really told I mean it's another I, I really like heartbreaking movies because it talks about like what happens when these guys come back from Vietnam and how their lives are changed from what they've seen there right. like they, they were leaving they were leaving um, for war and they were at the height of like their lives like getting married and starting their jobs and then going to Vietnam and being wrecked and coming back and trying to find out who you are and 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 without that, and it really is an epic. I did not realize. This oh, movie it's super was, long. It's like Godfather long. It's three hours and four minutes. Yeah, it's very. Holy but it, that's it, what we it, call wow. a two taper. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I didn't realize it's that got movie that was iconic that uh, Russian roulette scene. Yeah, yeah, you know? uh, yeah. And uh, Christopher Walken's in it, and you know, like uh, you know, we know Christopher Walken today, and he's just like a goofball, and he's right. got to dance in every single movie. But but like in that movie, that was his best performance. Are you gonna do Walken? No, so, I wasn't. I saw your hand go. Oh, I, was, yeah. I was getting ready to, and then my watch, wow. and then my watch interrupted me. So now I'm not going to do one. You just got to give up. Wow. I want to start talking wow. about walking again. You can jump in. Nah, but yeah, well, um, Christopher Walken, like, I mean, he he played a very serious role, like right. a very haunted role, and everything. It was unlike anything I knew he was capable. Is of. Is he the lead? He is not. He's actually no, very, very small role. Very De Niro's small role. the lead in Deer Hunter? De Niro Hunter? is the, the the lead role. I've never seen Deer Hunter, so mm-hmm. another one that you definitely should check out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's there's a lot of really long movies I still. Yeah, it's a great movie. I mean, like you said, uh, Russian roulette scene so iconic, and mm-hmm. it's got so many. Uh, Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, De Niro is Meryl Streep in that movie. She is. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I thought so. Um, when I was when I was in my teens, I did this cool thing where I was like, I'm gonna watch all of these old like classic movies and that's why mm-hmm. i really that's when i watched dog day afternoon that's when i watched deer hunter that's when i watched tax driver first time yeah and it was always like at 2 a.m and, and so i'm always like yeah i've seen that but i don't really remember it because i didn't because i didn't appreciate it they're all movies i need to watch again because yeah. the themes and motifs going over my head was mm-hmm. a teenager it's really hard mm-hmm. to retain stuff right. like that too especially right. when you're a teenager yeah I definitely have a lot for my watch list just from tonight that I have to rewatch. Yeah. 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 So my number one uh, is my favorite movie of all time, actually, Um, which is weird. I have a really hard time picking, doing lists. I have a really hard time putting things in in order because there's so many things that I like. I know. Um, I feel like anytime we do a list, you always lead off with like, wait, are these in order? Well, yeah, (laughs) because I I weirdly have an, an easy time picking my favorite. And a hard as hell time picking the rest. Yeah, <laughs> um, which is weird. Uh, but my favorite movie of all time is Annie Hall, mm-hmm. uh, Woody Allen's masterpiece. Um, so there's nothing I can say about this movie. I watched this movie again today. It's I watch it. I don't know a handful of times a year, maybe maybe twice, two or three times a year. I've actually never uh, seen Annie Hall. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Man, it's a great movie. Isn't that it's the funny one, as isn't hell. Isn't that the one it's where he funny. sneezes in the coke? Yes. And it gets all over the dorm room. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's still it's still funny. It's witty. It's uh I love Woody Allen. I love mm-hmm. Woody Allen movies. Yeah. I like Woody Allen makes some of my favorite things in and in, in Annie Hall and uh, Manhattan and and then, you know And Manhattan's on my top ten. Manhattan's oh god, that's, yeah. that's a great movie too. Um a lot of Woody Allen's in my I mm-hmm. love Woody Allen movies. Yeah. Um but Annie Hall is just, it's the movie, it's the first Woody Allen movie I saw. It's the movie I fell in love with. Uh, and since then, it's a movie that every time I watch it, something else comes out that I think is funny uh, that I didn't notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of my favorite one of my favorite jokes is in that movie where he, 
uh, says, don't knock masturbation. It's sex with someone I love. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's a funny, it's a rom-com. It has heart to it. It is these two people who you know from the beginning, the, the opening, it opens with a monologue. It opens with Woody Allen standing in front of whites in front of a white backdrop, just giving you this monologue. You know, there's an old joke. There's a two elderly women are at a Catskill Mountain resort, and and he tells this whole joke and this whole monologue, and tells you right from then Annie and I broke up, and and you know, so mm-hmm. you know, this is the story of these two people meeting, falling in love, having their short time together, realizing that they have this, they're only having this time together taking it for what it was and going their separate ways. Mm-hmm. And it is, I just, I just love this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I love this yeah. movie. And it starts the, the awesome, uh, you know, the awesome legend of Woody Allen when this movie was nominated for the best picture and he didn't go to mm-hmm. the Oscars, uh, cause he never thought he was going to win. So he plays, you know, a jazz gig that night ends up winning so since then, anytime he's nominated for an Oscar, he plays a jazz gig when the Oscars are going on. Yep. And uh, I just let walk, Walken, we were talking about Walken. Walken's mm-hmm. in this movie. Oh, yeah. Walken yeah, plays, yeah, he plays Diane Keaton, who I, oh, man. He plays man, Diane Keaton. I love Diane. I love Diane Keaton. <laughs> I love Didn't Diane see Keaton. him in there. <laughs> she, Diane Keaton's just so awesome. Yeah. And Walken plays her, her brother, Dwayne. Uh, and he mm-hmm. has that really great story when, uh, Alvy Singer, Woody, Woody Allen's Alvy Singer is at, at dinner with mm-hmm. Diane Keaton and he he sees Christopher Walken and Walken tells him this story about, uh, you know, whenever I'm driving, sometimes I look into oncoming traffic and I just think about just steering the car right into the oncoming traffic and just ending everything. And and, and Woody Allen's like, well, I, I, I love this conversation, but I got to go. I'm late for a meeting back on earth and, like, and, he leave, and he leaves. And then, and then the very next scene, the dad is like, Oh, I I've had too many drinks to take you to the airport. Let Dwayne drive you to the airport. And then there's this amazing scene where they're just driving and, and walk in is just white knuckle driving, holding on to the, holding on to the, <laughs> steering wheel and Diane Keaton sitting in the middle and it's, and it's a, you know, try, it's a pan shot. It's moving from, from one side to the other. And it's going from walking. who's just like, like I said, like white knuckling it, just driving, staring right into the, you know, oncoming traffic as he's driving in the rain. And it goes over to Diane Keaton, who has no idea what's going on. And then it goes to Woody Allen, who is just sitting there, just, just dying for this car ride to end. <laughs> and it's just so funny. And, there's nothing. There's not a lot more I can say. I mean, I, I could talk about this movie all day, but mm-hmm. I just I love this movie. You've seen this movie, right, Phil? Oh yeah, many times. Yeah. yeah. Have you? You? You've never seen Annie Hall? No. Man, yeah, we, we gotta we gotta fix that. No. I'm, Woody Allen's one of my favorite. I'm pretty makers. positive the only Woody Allen film I've seen is Midnight in Paris. Ooh, that's, that's, that's a, a good, good one. one. That's a good that one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoy that one, which makes me think I would like more Woody oh, Allen. Yes, films. you would. I Woody Allen is so I mean, he's obviously shrouded in controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, but just there are so many things about him that I just feel like are just undeniably interesting. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that the guy has made a movie every year for like the last forty years. Yeah. He still writes on a typewriter. He still uses his his uh white out and he still has his writing methods he, he writes down stories still plays jazz yeah. writes down story ideas on napkins and things and keeps everything everything that he has and and uh it's he's just a 
a, a wild guy. So he's an he's an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's a genius too. Uh, absolutely, I, mean, I think he's a, genius. he's a great director. And, yeah, and, a great and he's writer. made some stinkers. Oh yeah, every other movie he makes it, it, it sucks. Is. <laughs> it is, which is really this is also really weird. But I feel like you know, you, if you're making movies every once every you know year, you're mm-hmm. making a movie every year, and then you're probably going to make some bad ones. But he's also yeah. made, you know, like I said, he made Annie Hall, and he's made Manhattan, and Hannah uh, and her sisters, Hannah and her sisters. Oh god, yeah. Diane Weist and Aunt Hannah and her sisters. She's so damn good. Yeah. And uh, you know, Purple Rose of Cairo, Match Points, mm-hmm. Midnight in Paris. Uh, bananas is really funny and yeah, interiors. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. What's the? Oh my god! Everything you wanted to know about sex, but we're too afraid to ask. Yeah, like he's like slapstick uh, screwball comedies too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, very mm-hmm. interesting career. So, who's up? Give me a number, number one, Chris. I do have a number one. Um, this is one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, I definitely think this is the film that shines out of the 70s era and that is uh chinatown okay yeah um chinatown is a movie that i did not see until last year for the first time uh i knew jack nicholson was in it and i knew that it had been heralded as one of the tightest scripts ever written i knew Mm -hmm. it had also been heralded as like just a masterpiece in filmmaking Mm -hmm. uh I also knew that, like, on particular Reddit threads, like, once a month, it feels like um, there will be, like, a Reddit thread of, like, what's the best final line of a film? And the top-rated answer almost always was, forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. Mm -hmm. And, like, that alone made me be like, what happens to get all the way up to that point? Where like the name the name of the film is literally Chinatown, and mm-hmm. you're just like forget about it. It's Chinatown. So like that alone made me intrigued enough to watch it. And then I just randomly remember like um, being on Hulu one night, and I just scrolled over to like the movie section, and then I bumped my way all all the way over to uh, the classics mm-hmm. section, and it was there. And I was like, oh cool, I'll, I'll finally watch this movie. And from the moment it opens up. I was just enthralled Mm -hmm. in the film. It opens up in his office and you know, the woman comes in and she's like, I need you to, I need you to look for somebody for me type of deal thing. And and then, then like two days later, a different woman comes in and she's like, I need you to look for somebody for me. And they're the same person Uh and all that stuff. Uh, And then, you know, I thought it was a super bold move, especially in the seventies. I mean, even today, it's still considered a bold move. I mean, Jack Nicholson has, like, shit covering almost, like, 60% of his face throughout the whole film. Mm -hmm. Like, because, you know, he gets his nose cut, which, that's a fantastic scene Uh that I love. Um, Was that that when he got mugged? Yeah, yeah. By Roman Polanski. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, it's it's Roman and somebody else doing doing that when they intimidate him at the water plant. Yeah, and cuts him with the knife. Yeah, and yeah. S- cuts open his nostril. Which, uh-huh. ha- oh my fucking god! When I watched that and I uh-huh. saw that happen, I was like, "That's just hurting him to hurt him." Like yeah. Man, yeah, yeah. that's like, that was just like not fair. Like yeah, and then um, and then you know, I just thought it was super bold of Polanski and them to put the bandage on his face mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and have like this whole big all the shit covering his face because i mean you just didn't do that for your movie stars yeah. and you know he's he's walking around 90 percent of the film he's got those big sunglasses on he's got always got like a fedora on yeah type of deal thing he it's very it's very not how you dress your mane 
mm-hmm. especially in today's world. Because, like, you know, I remember a big concern when, like, Deadpool was coming mm-hmm. out that they were like, how long is Ryan Reynolds actually going to be in the Deadpool mask? Mm-hmm. Like, it's Ryan Reynolds. You can't cover up your star's face for the sure. whole film. It's beautiful, man. Yeah. And then, like, 80% of the film, he's got the Deadpool mask on. Yeah. And you're like, wow, they actually, like, did it. It's always considered a bold move to cover your your lead. And I thought, I think that's great. I love, I love, 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 love the callbacks in the film. Like, just for, just when, like, they're sitting there having the cigarette and she sneezes and she hits her head on the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the very end scene happens. I don't want to spoil a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a 40 mm-hmm. plus year old film. But, <laughs> like, because I'm gonna make my wife watch this movie one day, <laughs> and then um, there's even the, there's even the scene of uh, Saltwater kills grass, mm-hmm. and the, the the first time you hear that line, you're like, oh, cool, Saltwater kills grass. Now I know that from this random groundskeeper on uh-huh. the, on this rich guy's house. But then the next time you hear that line, it means it, it means everything. Mm-hmm. Like that one line, literally, like is the last puzzle piece mm-hmm. for the for, yeah. for the film almost and i mean and then you know he's he's playing he's playing the side that hired him he's playing against the cops he's literally he's literally talking and wheeling and dealing and trying to avoid everybody but also help everybody at the same time mm-hmm. i just i just think i just think it's masterful i i really do want to get a chance to try to one day read the script of it like the screenplay of it yeah via like pdf or book or whatever and um really just sit and study it and kind of just read the uh in between directions more mm-hmm. so like all the scenes that don't have dialogue type this, of deal. This is the one where uh, Jack Nicholson was slapping that girl over and over and she's like yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> want to say what she was saying cuz that's a big oh yeah twist as well yeah. but yeah Oh yeah there there's a shitload in that movie that does not age very well Yeah but you also have to keep in mind that the movie came out in the 70s, but the movie itself takes place in like the late 30s. Yes, yeah. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all about the big LA water wars, yep. which I didn't know was a thing that even happened. Mm-hmm. And then like after watching Chinatown and stuff like that, I kind of started doing a little bit more research and they mm-hmm. legitimately did have like water wars in LA about which company was going to provide the water type of deal it's thing. the prequel to water world yeah so. <laughs> well so it's funny that you mentioned that because then like three months later i'm back on hulu under classics and i see this film titled the two jakes ah uh, okay yes. is that a sequel uh, to it? and well so evidently chinatown was originally supposed to be a trilogy really mm-hmm. okay. it was all it was all supposed to be about jake mm-hmm. and um Nicholson directed that. Yeah, then Nicholson directs The Two Jakes. And I asked one of my friends, this was back when I was working at Target, and he was a super huge movie buff. I would mm-hmm. love to eventually get him on one day. Mm-hmm. And he, I asked him, I was like, hey, I fucking loved Chinatown, and I saw that there's a sequel called The Two Jakes, and I just need to know right now, if I watch this movie, am I still going to love Chinatown <laughs> by, the <end> the, <laughs> by the end of the movie? And he goes... Don't watch it. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I've heard it sucks. Yeah, yeah I've, I haven't I, seen it. I've heard it's not great, so I, di- mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. But I mean, I don't know. I just Chinatown absolutely fucking floored me. It's a film that uh, I think about all the time. And you know, when you have when you have films like Jaws and Star Wars and The Godfather and all these other films that we've mentioned tonight, and I still to this day personally just think that Chinatown towers above all of them. Hmm. Yeah. 
So my number one was The Last Picture Show. And I, I had forgotten all about that movie when I was researching. I remember that that movie just impacted me so much. And what I really like about it is the background, the background of that movie because the director was Pete Brog, uh, Brogvanovic. I can't even say his name. Yeah. Brog, you know. Brogvanovic or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Brogdanovich. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he was a, a film critic. And he, um, he, for like old time Hollywood, like he used to review movies back in the old time. And then, you know, they, the movies started to change and they started to adapt and evolve. And it was almost like you're leaving old Hollywood behind and you're moving on to something new. And he left film, being a film critic and became a, a film director and directed a movie that he thought would be what, you know. Oh, okay. Would be good, so I thought that was a pretty cool concept because film critics they know what makes a great movie, and for somebody to take that knowledge and say this is what I think a movie should be, and it, and it really was probably the best movie of the seventies for me. Interesting. It was. I've uh, never seen. I've, set, never, seen yeah, I've never seen this film either. So it's set in the um in a dying like Texas town. There's no, nothing good comes out of that town. Nobody ever leaves it, and oh. it's about um teenagers in that town um. Try, like trying to overcome that, trying to make something of themselves and get out of that town. Interesting. Um, okay. And leave their old lives behind. And the, and the, the, the um, there's a whole parallel because it almost like a metaphor for old Hollywood. Like they're stuck in their old ways, but they have to evolve to get out of that. Okay. And to, or they're going to be stuck there their whole lives. And it was filmed in black and white. I, mm-hmm. I want to say Jeff Bridges is yes, yes. Is oh, okay. in that movie, and I just you know just emotionally was hit every single punch just perfectly. So huh, okay, interesting. But I Very mean, nice. I was surprised that was my number one when I looked at the list. But for some reason, that hit me the most emotionally. So yeah. Hmm. so yeah, that was my number one. Yeah, I've never seen that one. Yeah, no, that's another one I need to watch. It's like one I've always heard of and has been on lists, and I've just never gotten around to. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it's it. actually about a theater too, like in that town. Oh, the last cool. picture show. So cool, cool. Yep. Well, nice. that has been our top five movies of the seventies, guys. Yeah. Which brings us to why you've been listening for this whole time <laughs> up until now, when the one and only Alex Mark, yes, is going to present us with his movie for movie 20 questions uh yes sir yes i am all right so i am going to look up one thing really quick now i will tell you that my movie it's it's not it's not easy okay being it ain't easy being greasy being cheesy oh Um, i feel like do you think that's a hint phil i think it's goldfish (laughs) no wait cheetos Oh, uh, you know what? I think it's hot fries. Okay, <laughs> so let me. Gra- I got my sorry. I got my notepad here, ready to keep track of your things, and you can go. Okay, whenever you'd like to go. Um. Well, what do you think, Phil? Do you think we, we got should- narrow down the decade? Yeah. Do you think we should ask him if it's a seventies movie? I think we should say if it's made after the. Well, I don't know. Well, if we if we ask if it's made after nineteen seventy, that leaves us like fifty years, maybe before the nineteen eighties. Okay. Um. Yes. Alex, uh, did, y- yes, sir. Did this film come out after January first? Or no, I, I'm sorry. Did this film come out before January first, 1980? No, no. Okay, okay. Oh. so it's not I a 70s us there. I screwed not, us. I thought about doing a 70s movie, but I was like, uh, be too obvious. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so I think we still need to narrow down the time frame. All right. Do you want to go before 2000? Um, I think after 2000 okay. would be better. Does this movie come out? After January 1st, 2000. No. Okay. All right. So we're between the 80s and 90s. Okay. Cool. Um, 
Well, fuck it. One more. Does this film <laughs> come out after January first, nineteen ninety? Yes. Okay, so we got we got a nineties baby. baby. All right. Just like me. Do we want to know before or after ninety five? No, 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 not yet. That's a that's a that's <laughs> we'll a last, we'll do genres then. Or? That's like a last minute question. No, not yet. Okay. Um. Well, well let's three see. Questions, maybe it's not going to be hard. Well, let's see. <laughs> the nineties. The nineties is again uh, an, an incredibly critically acclaimed era. Oh, true. So I almost want to ask if this film was nominated for Oscars for any Oscars, and because if it's not, uh-huh. then that eliminates, um, then that eliminates like all the you know the classics mm-hmm. like Pulp Fiction, Saving Private Ryan, yeah. Forrest Gump. But the, should it be a main Oscar because like if it's not nominated for like visual effects, then that doesn't get us anywhere. Yeah, true. All right, Alex. Yes, was sir. this film nominated for uh, one of the major Oscars? One of the main Oscars. No. No, it was not. Okay. So it is not a classic. I think it's a bad movie. Oh, like a my Razzies. God. No. no, he shook his head. Hmm. Or, I don't know. Maybe or he didn't. Is it, a bad movie? is it a bad movie? I don't know. Or is it it's a It's all subjective. Movie? Or is it an okay movie? Hmm. Or is it fine? It's fine. <laughs> These are all options. I, for some reason, I think it's like a Men in Black. Kind I, of thing. for some reason, I'm automatically defaulting to Dumb and Dumber, and I don't know why. <laughs> so we should know if it's comedy. Yeah. Um. You. Yeah. Is this movie a comedy? Yes. It is okay. a comedy. It is, okay. guys. You're five questions in. The fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um. Does this movie have Jim Carrey? Uh. It does not. Oh, damn it. Oh, then we're... Okay. Okay. Well... I'm thinking of Will Smith. Um, I don't know. Do we want to go actors right now? Um, no, 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 no. Not I yet. just wanted to get that out of the way. Comedy and Jim Carrey was like... You couldn't Big get those 90s. out of the way in the, in the same sentence in the 90s. Yeah. So we can eliminate all Jim Carrey films. Um. All right. I mean, I guess, I guess now's the time to narrow down genre. Oh, no, wait. We got comedy. We have comedy. But is we it don't. just a comedy? Oh. oh my god, not this again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not this again. Um Okay. When did a fish called Wanda come out in the eighties? Uh that now is ninety no, wait. That was the eighties. Okay, never mind. That takes away that. Um oh and it, and, and a fish <laughs> called Wanda was nominated. It was. And, yes. And won. Yes. Uh, for supporting actor. For John Cleese, yes. right? Uh Kevin Conn. No, Klein. Kevin Conn. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, shit. Kevin Klein. Is that a romance comedy? Oh, is that a rom com? Is that a rom com? Hey, Alex. Yes. Uh, is this a rom com? It is not. Okay. Uh, I wish I would have picked a rom. I now I now I would that would have been that would have been a super big keep going to Will Smith. But see, like, did Will Smith do like comedy movies or did he just have like witty lines in like? an action movie like in a I men in black so i think it, it could it, just that, be a comedy it could just be a comedy Wait, does that multi-genres do i want to ask that or not yet because we're kind of seven yeah, in. let's let's ask it already Fuck all right we'll go does it have more than would you say that um comedy would it have more than one genre that you would say is a main genre no no so okay. it's just a comedy okay well so that helps a, a little bit straight up comedy I really wish I would have picked a rom-com now because I fucking love 90s rom-coms. Um, <laughs> yeah, like she's all that. <laughs> when did uh, You've Got Mail? You. You've Got Mail is one of my favorite movies ever. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
is this like um is this like mm. a movie where like there were two leads like yes. uh okay so for example like just to give you an example like uh analyze this you know it's billy crystal and robert de niro type deal thing is it yes. like that okay okay so it's like right. a buddy maybe yeah, like, a buddy like a buddy comedy film. possibly I, I am immediately thinking city slickers are you I don't know why. But that's like a Western comedy. It, it is like a Western comedy, but uh-huh. it originally foc- it focuses on Billy Crystal and um, shit. Old Man. Old Man. I can't yeah. remember his name. But it, it focuses primarily on those two. That's mm-hmm. why. Like, Or it could be something like, uh, it could be, when did the first Rush Hour come out? 99? 98. 98? 98, yep. Um, it, could be, it could be that. I mean. Let me click. All right, good. No, good. Good. No, no, you started. Yeah, you I was, let me clarify for a second. So it is, it is a two-person lead. Um, I will say one, one person is probably primarily thought of as the the lead. The one, one, the one guy is probably the one person is probably more famous or more thought of, more well known for it, for, more well known for this movie than the other person. But it is like a, a two-person. Like okay. if you looked at the movie poster, it would have two people on it. It would have two people on it. Okay, so do we want to know if it's after ninety five or not? Yeah, yet? let's do that. Um, did this movie come out after January first, nineteen ninety five? Um, it did. It did. Okay. Okay, so we're looking at a back nineties film. After For, after ninety five. Yeah. So we got four years. We got four years. Yeah, because it with. can't be two thousand. Because it can't be two thousand. That, okay. that was question number ten. And Big it's, boys. it's it's a yeah. comedy. Get it? We're gonna get it. It's a it's well, a comedy. Yeah. With two leads, one is primarily considered the lead. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Hmm. So we know it's more it can't well be known. Men in Black. Like I say, it's more well known for the one person than it is for the other. Okay. It can't be Men in Black because it's a sci-fi comedy. Um, I was getting ready to say, could it be Meet the Parents? Because Meet the Parents came out that like, came in two thousand. Did it? Yeah. Shit, man! Why did I? I thought it was ninety nine. Thought that was like right on the cusp. But could it be Ben Stiller? It could be Ben Stiller. Oh shit! No, I was thinking because can't be Cable Guy. Cause no, because that was... that's Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Um, shit. Zoolander was two thousand one, so mm-hmm. that can't be that. I'm gonna have myself a cookie. <laughs> You're feeling pretty confident over there. I'm just feeling pretty hungry. Well, <laughs> Will Ferrell's Big Boom started in like 02. Yeah, I'm just trying to Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler had a lot. Adam Sandler did have a lot of 90s comedies. Yes, he did. Mm. But did he have a lot of buddy-like two-people comedies? Because it's um, not a rom-com. It can't what's be that, what's that one movie with him and Damian Waynes? Bulletproof? Yeah. Was that in Was the that, 90s? That would be the 90s. Mm. I don't feel like Alex would pick that, though. Because no. that's such a random movie for both that's of those actors. That's a deep actors. cut. <laughs> that that deep was a cut. super a deep, deep cut. cut. It's a little too obscure, I guess. <laughs> All right. I don't think he's misleading. No. Misleading okay. So, um, like, his movies... Um, it was Adam Sandler Billy doesn't... Re- Adam, he doesn't really have any buddy movies in the 90s, though. Because no, it's it's Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Guys, you got uh, 10... Waterboy. You got 10 questions. And then Big Daddy. And then Big Daddy. You yeah. got 10 questions left, so, I mean... God damn it. Um, Alex, 10 questions. is Adam Sandler in this movie? He is not. Okay. Oh, man. I didn't... Okay. Who were some other big 90s comedy stars besides Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler? Chris Farley. Chris Farley. David Spade. Oh, gosh. Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. Black Sheep. Sheep. Um... 
Do you want you want to do you want to ask if Chris Farley's in it? Uh, you can. Is Chris Farley in it? He is. Oh shoot! Oh, okay. Shit. Okay. But David Spade's in both of those. I know David Spade's in both of those. Does does, does, does he dude, want okay. wingies in it? Huh? <laughs> does he want wingies? No, I was gonna, I was going to ask if um if the main character rides around selling brake pads. Okay. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> does the main character in this film ride around and sell brake pads? Yes, he does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, boy. Tommy want wingies. <laughs> uh, Phil, do you want to? Uh, do you want the honors? Is it Tommy Boy? It is Tommy Boy. Holy how many? Holy how many do we get? Nikes. Four, Fourteen questions. Not bad. Released. Not bad. Released March thirty first, nineteen ninety five. So just wow. after oh, that just question, in there. So just slid yeah. it right in. I definitely. I. I thought. I, you you pulled it out of your ass with Chris Farley there. I'm always pulling out of my ass. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. I've been thinking of movies to movie. trick you guys. I think I have one for next time. It's a great movie. I love Tommy Boy. Oh, man. Tommy Boy is a classic. Brian Dennehy. Yeah. And fucking Rob Lowe. And uh, Dan Derek. Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great 90s movie. Nah. That We should save that for Dan next Aykroyd. Nah. He seemed like a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, so, so many. You want me to jerk you off? <laughs> what kind of hotel I make, is this? I make car parts for the American working man because that's what I am. That's who I care about. Hey, if I wanted to get a good look at a T-bone, I'd stick my head up a bull's ass, but I'd rather take my butcher's word for it. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, I thought it was going to flub that line. For if I wanted to get solid. a good look at a, I wanted to get a, good look at a bull, right I'd stick my head up the butcher's ass. <laughs> was it, is it solid dick or straight dick? That was solid dick right no, there. solid dick. Solid, solid dick. dick, sir. Solid dick. All right, well, that has been episode 17 of the Thoughts from the Basement podcast. A long one. I have been one of your hosts, Chris Kiningham. You can find me on Twitter at KWK1223. And you can follow the Thoughts from the Basement podcast at TFTBpod. You can email us your thoughts, your questions, your comments, concerns, even your movie 20 question suggestions at yes, do. TFTBpod at gmail.com. Alex. Yes. You can tell, find me. Tell them how you can find us on Facebook, and then tell them where. You oh can find yeah, you, you go up, you go to Facebook, and you go a little search bar, and you type in the little search bar "Thoughts from the Basement Podcast," and then you see the little couchness in space, and you're like, you know what? I like that. I like it so much. I want to let the world know I like it by clicking the like a button, and so, <laughs> <laughs> and then you do it, and then uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Who's Alex Mark? Who's Alex Mark? Is this? And yeah, come say hi, Phil. You can find me at Punk Beats on Twitter. I love I love how you're finally like using this like ancient, I well, ancient Twitter. Yeah, I haven't posted anything on it, but I've been reading some of the stuff I I'm posted about, in like 2009. I'm about to nice. follow you and just go on your thread. And <laughs> you should try to find something that gets you canceled. Yeah, <laughs> oh, oh. no, <Nah>, just kidding. <laughs> Phil, go on Phil's Twitter. Phil has extreme heavy thoughts about Avatar. <laughs> the, you're gonna the find show? some old James Gunn tweets in there. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you uh, know what? What? I always wanted to tell you this. Okay. You look like a Helen. 